The past few days in Charnholm have been a whirlwind. Uh, whirlwind from arriving into the port and uh, to delving deep into a mine owned by the intimidating Leon Greyheart. But the weight that hung over the weavers, and specifically Tupelo, seemed to be coming to an end. They had completed a task that Leon had asked, them, asked of them, and now all that was left was to return to him and report on what they had found down there. They slept that night at the Dusty Miner Saloon, where deep sleep and meaningful dreams found each of them. Before they left for the stacks the next morning, they shared breakfast together, and Tupelo gave each of his new friends a gift. They retrieved the enormous Ankeg head from the now-defunct Thistlegrace Apothecary and drug it through the Saltpeter stacks to the, to, to the Greyheart Industries building as proof of their exploits in the mines. When they arrived, Lucius, Leon's bald tiefling lackey, escorted them upstairs to Leon's glass office. Leon welcomed them in, and uh, they gave a report of the horrors they had encountered while in the mine. As Leon be began negotiations, Juniper reached into her pocket, touching the stone that they had found on the island, while suggesting that their debt be considered paid. Somehow, Leon agreed to her terms without question, and got in touch with his cousin Nick immediately to declare Tupelo's account closed and paid forthwith. I just want to point out, that was a 300 gold ability check. A <laughs> 300 was. gold check. Wait, was. I don't understand that. Can you explain? <clears throat> we would have paid 400 gold mm -hmm. if Juniper Four. had not convinced um, oh, him gotcha. that we that we were good at after yeah, 100. Because yeah. that was yeah. a 400 gold yeah. chunk we owed. So that was a 300 mm -hmm. gold saving throw. Saving throw. Yeah. So drinks are That's on you point. guys from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Leon told them that he may have use of a group with their type of grit, and the weavers agreed to consider any jobs he might have in the future before leaving. Uh, as they exited the stacks, they went straight to their favorite mercantile in town, the Salt Lake, run by the politely foul-mouthed halfling proprietor, Red. They attempted to sell back the supplies they had bought the day before, as well as a large collection of mining supplies they had procured from the Greyheart Mine. But as soon as Red saw Greyheart's logo on the goods, he got skittish. He begrudgingly bought back the supplies he'd sold them at half the price, but said he wouldn't touch the stolen goods. After a brief exchange with Gunny, they decided to head down to the carnival that was set up to the south of town at Yoden's behest. When they arrived, they were told the carnival was dark and would reopen tomorrow night, uh, so they bought tickets and Yoden shared a little bit more about his past. He told stories about his childhood and his father, who was a great storyteller, and explained why he was so interested in storytellers like Sebastian Silas. The group decided to per pursue their own interests uh, until it was time to return to the carnival the next evening. Ellery got to work cleaning up her old mentor's apothecary, while Juniper went to the stacks to try and learn more about Leon Greyhark's comings and goings. Yoden and Tupelo spent some time at the rodeo and secured some training to potentially compete in the next event. At du as dusk arrived, the weavers found themselves walking out of the gates in Sharnholm and journeying south, approaching the colorfully lit tents and bustling lawn within the carnival grounds. So, <clears throat> switch of some ambiance here. Ambiance. Wait, you decided we were going to sleep for 10 days and then go to the rodeo, right? Mm-hmm. To remind you, just to kind of bring you back to this space. 
The main lawn is bustling with people of all sorts and lit by bright, colorful lamps and lanterns suspended from ropes that crisscross the huge expanse high above. At the far end of the lawn is a big top tent, enormous in scale, striped in red and white, its flaps currently closed. Stalls and tents line the lawn on either side. Large signs, illuminated by the vivid light of the lanterns, declare what each booth is. A halfling walks around on enor enormous stilts, towering over the crowd and handing flowers out to laughing children. You see a bright flash of light and feel the heat as you turn to see a tattooed man breathing fire from the end of a torch. The evening is yours. What would you like to do? Well, ain't this just special? <clears throat> I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I had no idea it was going to look um, quite uh, as busy and exciting as this. Me neither. I just thought they were telling stories. A little quiet gathering or something. Um, Y'all want to go see if we can figure out where the show's at and get a good spot? Sure. I mean, I don't know if the tent is open yet, though, but... Figure we might go check and put our jackets down or something, hold our spot. You know what I mean? I feel like this is um, something you are very much concerned about. I'd like to be up front, if possible. Okay. We all th I mean, yeah, let's I'm go open to ideas here. Let's yeah. go walk over and see if the tent flap is open. Alright. It's hard. Uh, Tupelo is looking at every single thing there is to do here and is very excited to just see what else is there as well. So, going along, but like. Oh, oh, oh. Mom and Dad, I want to go look at that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right, Barry. We'll get there. Um, can we go check and see if the tent is sure. open? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you are, you've just come through the ticket booth, and this lawn is expansive. I mean, think like a couple football fields long and quite wide. And on either side, there are booths that you're passing, um, stalls, different vendors selling different things. Um, and at the very end of that that expanse is the the big top, the red red and white tent. So you guys want to push your way that direction? Yeah, I think passing and trying to be perceptive and just seeing all the options as we go. That way we can make an informed decision. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody that wants to keep your eye out, you can make make perception checks to see what there is here. How close are we to that feather boa stand? Or you mentioned that there were like feather boas. Mm -hmm. It's, are they being worn by guests, or are they being sold somewhere? You've seen a few guests wearing these. Um, they are boas, um, and they are made of feathers, though as they walk around, you see them, they're, like, glowing um, with this, like, otherworldly neon, like, bright glow. Um, make a perception check. 20. Mine's 20 as well. Okay. Okay. So did I. Ooh. None. Sorry, mine's 23. Nice. <laughs> um, Non-natural 20. We all are big <laughs> You guys are ready to see what you see. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. That's right. Um, Everyone's seen everything. So we'll start with, with Yoden. Uh, anything in particular you're looking for, you're just trying to like kind of keep your eye out for all the different things. Yeah, I think just taking it in. Uh, specifically, I guess if I was really paying attention to anything, I would look for storytellers that are... Okay. Maybe like yeah, gathered around. Yeah. Um, you you see lots of games. You see lots of people selling different things. Um, the 
the place that you feel like oh, maybe there's a story there is is a tent um, that's close. It's um, like a closed flap tent. You see people like queuing up outside of it. Not the big one, um, a smaller one, but closer to it, like down down the lawn um, on the far end. Um, and above it, there's a sign that says uh, the sideshow of curiosities and. Um, that, that sparks your imagination as to what might be inside of there. You, um, Ellery, you see these these boas, and you see, like I said, a, you know, a smattering of the crowd have have purchased these. You, you assume, um, and uh, as you kind of make your way down, you do see uh, a, a little stall that has a big sign over top of it that in the letters are spelled out in these feather boas that kind of glow. Um, and it's, it says Globoas. <clears throat> Anything you're looking for? Funnel cakes. Funnel cakes? Um, you keep your eye peeled for some sort of fried bread. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you do see a number of, um, food vendors. You see, uh, a sign that says pies from the free, uh, pies of the free cities. Um, giant turkey legs. Uh, Jodenvas Sugar Snow <clears throat> and Spirits of the West. <clears throat> I don't know what Sugar Snow is. Don't know. <clears throat> Anything you're looking for in particular? Um, there'll definitely be like a culinary uh, type poll for too low to see what else is out there and what do regional people eat and what is you know, crazy <clears throat> and new. But I think um, not necessarily competing, but seeing like a food eating contest or a throwing thing or a weight like just like yeah. the, the aspect of all of this um kind of thing would be super interesting and, and people would love to see all that okay yeah um you you see just like a plethora of options at, at your disposal and it's like what was your role uh, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Your your mind is racing with every little thing that you could could be doing. But in that vein, you do see um, on the other side from the, the where the, the uh, sideshow of curiosities is uh, a booth that says pie eating contest. There's a female half orc that's uh, kind of standing there and gathering a, a small crowd around her. Um, you see. Uh, a few a few games that seem like um, they would be based on marksmanship. You, you see like a, a little ring toss game, all these bottles and people trying to get the rings on the Sweet. on the top of them. You see um, you see an air gauntlet, um, which I think I think you saw last in a, at the very end of the last se- session. There's a big sign that says air gauntlet, and beyond is this. Enormous um, obstacle course. It's like uh, Ninja Warrior. Yeah, American Ninja Warrior. Oh, There's yeah. like these pools of water underneath these obstacles, and you see a few people like attempting it, and some of them splash I'm down. Doing it. You got it. That um, is you. <laughs> you see uh, this this giant <clears throat> Goliath standing with a, a big mallet next to like a, a high strike game where you, you know, he's he's yeah, showing yeah. off how you Sweet. how you hit it and oh, try and hit the bell. Um, there's a there's a frail old man that's sitting in this like rather undecorated booth and um, he's got he's got three cups set out in front of him and there's a little boy that 
that's just put a, a, a coin down and he covers it with the cup and he's just like very slowly, frailly, like his hand shaking a little bit as he moves them around trying to deceive the, the little boy. Um, you see arm wrestling, you see, um, you see a, a, a sign that says deceive Delilah and you're not really sure what that one is about. You don't really... Gotcha. You don't really see what's going on there. Um, and you also see a, a tent, another closed flap tent. This this one, um, about halfway down on the right, that's um, that, that has a, a sign in like like a very um, gothic script over it that says fortune teller. It has like a an eye and a triangle on either side of it. Cool. Dang, I thought that was Deceit Delilah. It seems more like, um, you know... Can they guess your age and weight mm-hmm. and something? That's a good point. Yeah. <clears throat> so you guys push towards the the big top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless anybody wants to do anything else. <clears throat> now let's figure out the time you guys of the show. All, all beelining and then we'll figure know. out the time of the show. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. It's the best move at any carnival. Mm-hmm. Alright. So as your as your senses are just um, inundated with all of this sound and sights and. The, the glowing um, colored lanterns above and, um, and the smells of uh, delicious food all around. You, you kind of push your way through the crowd. Everybody's kind of going this way and that. Um, there seems to be a, an air of revelry and excitement. Um, very, it's a pretty stark contrast to the everyday goings-on of Sharnholm, right? Where everybody's kind of in their work groove and they're, they're going, they're kind of straight-laced. You know, but the people here are kind of, you can tell, I think last last session you rolled to see, like, how many of these are locals and how mm-hmm. many of them are tourists. Yeah, yeah. You can tell, like, the locals that are here are just, like, <clears throat> like many of them are just taken aback at looking at everything. And um, you can see, like, there's, like, this slow progression of, like, people, like, seeing one thing and, like, having a little moment of delight and seeing another thing, and, like, they're kind of shaking off the, the dust of work and kind of this no, no, no witching mentality into this, like, oh, this is a, this is an atmosphere that we're not used to, and trying to, to integrate into that. But you make your way down to, um, to the main tent, um, the flaps are closed, and there's a couple of people kind of milling ar- around the the entrance. Um, <coughs> you see one one person that's you know kind of working on staking down some of the uh, the stakes that that hold this big top down. Seems like a a carny. He's just there to make sure everything's working well and right. Um, nobody nobody at the entrance. Time to show tonight. Oh, uh, <clears throat> well, we need to. Gets nice and dark is usually when they'll uh, start the festivities, but uh, plenty to entertain yourself before then. Right, right. Uh, long line, you think? Should we get over here earlier? What do you think? Uh, well, not a bad seat in the house, if I do say so myself. All right. Uh, well, it's just not so bad seats, and maybe we don't need to get so early. Oh yeah, we're good to go. I just want to get the information we needed here. So. All right. Well, y'all enjoy yourselves and. Well, do come back when the, the tent, tent is open. Sorry, what was your name? Well, I'm Brillworth. Brillworth, good to meet you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, never know when we're going to cross paths. So. Never know. Yeah. All always, right. always good to meet strangers. 
All right, we can go wherever y'all want now. I'll just get that out of the way. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things to see. You pick first. <clears throat> oh, man. So Tubalo is normally uh, mm. go along, get along. So he was kind of hoping someone else would decide what to do, and then he would do that as well. I think you should do the obstacle course. I really want to, but first I just... Can we please stay together tonight? Because this is so fun. I'm so excited for you and for you. And I'm so excited. So fun. You freaking out right now? There are so many people here. Yeah. I got a little bit of that too. Yeah. Oh, so we just... just stay together. Like we can do it all. Just everybody. Absolutely. That's, 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 that's good. <clears throat> okay. Don't get lost. I you got the best sight in the crowd. You can see all of us. We can't really find you. Yeah, but you guys, like, if you tuck down, you're disappeared. Like, I can't, I can't see you. And it's only getting uh, darker and darker. We I need to get one of the bows. Well, we... Yes! I want one anyway. All right. Well, if, if we get lost, y'all want to have rendezvous here? Yeah. Right here. We can have matching colored Globoas. <gasps> Sunset. Yes, right. I want one of those. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the Globoa booth. Okay, so first, right, we need to get our, you know... It just kind of rubs up against your... Team, like, team Weaver Disney t-shirts. Alright. Okay. So you're going to the Globo uh, stand first? Multi-purpose. Okay. Tracking and fashion. <clears throat> okay. Um, Traction. As you Traction. <laughs> as you make your way over, uh, you see um, uh, you know, again, weaving through the crowd to get back to the to the Globoa stand. Um, there's a short line and um, as people kind of like slowly make their way through, you, you see now that there's um, there's boas. Um, but then there's vests that are made of this, these glow feathers. Um, and nobody seems to be, most, most people are, are buying the boas in the, in the line, uh, ahead of you. But as you get closer, you see this, um, this older, um, lady, she's, uh, she's got kind of bluish, uh, skin and actually reminds you, uh, a lot of the, the hue, uh, of, um, uh, Captain Yusuf's skin, um, similar similar tone, and um, she's a little older and a little bit of a crooked back. And you get to the front of the line, and she says, "Well, hello. Uh, how can we help you? Would you like one of our wonderful boas?" What are they made of? Oh, these are uh, these are feathers from rare birds in Lunaria. Uh, they catch the moonlight and refract it back in wonderful, splendid colors. Oh, so wonderful. Do you make these yourself? Oh, I do, I do. Uh, it takes quite a craftsman to work with the delicate feathers, and they, they um, will only hold up for so long. Um, they have a bit of a half-life once they're plucked from the bird. Mm. Okay. Do we want to do the boas or the vests? Oh, this is, I like the boas. They do. I'm just thinking if no one else is wearing a vest. The boas are, are um, f- f- uh, one gold piece um, oh. per, and if you would like a vest, it will be uh, three gold pieces. Okay, we can just do the boas. Just... I'm going to have me a vest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like that. <laughs> You see a good deal, handmade craftsmen like uh, like you mentioned. Well, Hard woman. to pass up on craftswoman. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh no, no offense uh, taken. Um, here you are, and she she pulls uh, one off of very delicately off of a rack that's kind of behind her, and um, hands it across. And you see now the um, the shoulders of this vest are made in 
these feathers that are refracting like a like a neon green, and they they kind of glow, you know, like glow sticks um, is the the closest thing that I could imagine. But if glow sticks were feathers, um, and then they it kind of um, transitions into like a like a pink, and uh, and then back into like a small stripe of green, and then down into uh, like this bright orange that it kind of ends in like a like a crimson, and it's all just like lit and that glowing. Is sharp. I didn't even say it's lit. <laughs> you mind if I give it a try on, see if it's itchy before I commit? Well, do be careful. Yes. Yeah. Well, alright. I'll throw it on. How's it feel? Um, it's... It's got a bit of a silk lining, so, like, it... It fits over your what I imagine you're you're still wearing your your rhinestone cowboy outfit, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> your, yeah. Your cowboy shirt. Yeah, it, it it slides on pretty easily, and um, on the outside, like as you as you feel it, it's definitely a little bit feathery, downy, like some little prickles on the outside, but the inside is quite comfortable. So mm. three gold. All right, three gold. Uh-huh. And I would pull out three gold for. Uh, Three of uh, Zabos for us. Oh, okay, of course. And um, I would pull out three gold for that. These boas, uh, they're not multicolored. They all have like a like a distinct color to them. So mm-hmm. would you have a, a preference of what color you might like? Let's get the same color. Sure. Let's match. Okay. What color? I was thinking green. Okay, let's do green. Oh, an excellent choice. Yes, it grows. Glows um, brightest, actually, not to that color. And she hands out three with shaky hands, three yeah. green, bright neon green uh, glow boas. How many more than two? Uh, okay, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes. And she hands you another one. Thank you. We all glow now. <laughs> Tracking. Tracking purposes. So you're all, yes, uh, illuminated by these glowing oh green boas. Um, Yoden specifically is just like a, <laughs> he's just, yeah, it's like a, <laughs> like a DJ light yeah. in every direction. Um, we need like a yard of like hurricanes and then we're going to be Mardi Gras style. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to put on his bow and do a little spin. Look at everybody. Oh, that's so good. fabulous. Yeah. Well, do enjoy your evening. Um, Tell everyone that where you found the, the boas. Oh, it's, a, it's a nice lady with the, with the glowing boas. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> she's the only one, right? There's no she's one else. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what was the name of the bird? Oh, it's the the um. Hang on, one second. Samaria. It's the glowfowl. Was the area Samaria? Oh, the the the, the uh, lunarian glowfowl. And you can see the, uh, the details of the, the feathers themselves. They're quite long, and they're almost almost like a peacock in, in nature. Like they they're they're one solid color, but then they they'll have like these little um, dark non glowing like eyes in them. You know, at the at the tips. Mm. Would Juniper have seen these growing up? Make a history check. Um, you, yes, you would have definitely known of the glowfowl. Um, they, uh, they tended to be, like, deeper in the forests where, like, you grew up more on, like, the, the rolling hills. Um, but you, you probably definitely have 
in your uh, travels to um, other parts of the world, you've probably saw them, especially if traveling at night, they're, they're hard to miss. And you would also know, um, just from growing up there, that luminescent creatures, creatures that um, come into like their full splendor under the light of the moon is, is a uh, fairly common thing in the forest in Lunaria. They're, um, it, it's, it, it's a world that like the, the flora and fauna all respond <clears throat> more to moonlight than, than they do to sunlight. And so um, it's not uncommon to find things that have this luminescence to them when they're exposed to, to moonlight and lunar. Do they harvest the feathers while the bird's alive? Or? They do. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> feathers don't grow back. Uh, apparently with the glowfowl they do. They do? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't kill them? No, it doesn't kill them. Okay, that's good. I, that, I, that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> Something I probably should have asked before you bought it. <laughs> Still like it. It's so pretty. Are these globo as PETA friendly? I exactly. know. <laughs> <laughs> when certain birds like pluck themselves, like their feathers don't come back. So, yeah. yep, good questions. Yeah. Well, All right. Got our bows. Now what? Ninja War? Juniper just kind of holds it up like it's been a really long time since she has bought any item of clothing for herself, much less one for like fashion purposes. So she's like, how do you, what do you? I would show her how to she put it on. wraps it around her face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Many times I played dress up with the, my grandmaster's clothes. I will show you how to put this on. <laughs> Yeah, Ellery wraps it around her neck, but then also like up into her hair. Nice. <laughs> how 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 does Tupelo put a put a bow on? I'm curious. Um, I mean, it would be very ab fab. So you know, start this way, this way, once around, and then back. Almost so you get one drape this way around the neck, and then the back. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmothery. Right. So. Uh, Walking back towards the central lawn with your newly glowing boas, what else would you like to do? What's catching your your attention? Oh, your eyes look so good. I, I wonder, did you see the pie eating contest? I don't know if it's cheating, but I didn't eat dinner. Can't be allowed to enter. Yes, that's even better. Okay. <laughs> Just strategy. <laughs> Right? You, you guys making it? your way over to the pie eating contest? Yeah, let's get yeah. you in. <laughs> Anyone else going to do it with me? I, I do. <clears throat> I how, do right. how do they know how much you have eaten? How does it work? It weighed you, it weighed you last night when you were sleeping. Oh, okay. That, that <laughs> makes sense. Uh, you make your way over to the uh, the, the pie eating contest. This this uh, this stall is open air, and it's um, there's there are. Lanterns of its own, smaller versions of the ones that hang very high up on strings that kind of surround uh, a central table where there's pies upon pies just piled up high. Um, you you make your way in and, and you see a, a female half-orc um, who introduces herself as Murkamore. And um, she explains the, the rules of the, the pie-eating contest. You see a few other people kind of trickling mm-hmm. in. Um, and it seems like this is not the first contest of the evening and probably won't be the last. This is kind of like an ongoing attraction. As soon as there's enough people entered, then the contest will, will begin. 
uh, you see um, a, a little boy that is kind of carrying a, a sketch pad and he's like pulling on his uh, his parents what you who you assume are his parents shirts can I, you know, and uh, there's a little conversation that's happening as to whether he can be a part of the the uh, contest there's um, this very very uh, rotund uh, human man that's uh, he, he looks like a local he's got a he's got a big old uh, belt belt buckle and uh, he's kind of got a, a little uh, uh, what do you call this Straw. Weed, a little yes. straw in his mouth, no. <clears throat> and he uh, he sits down confidently, just kind of looking, sizing up the competition of anybody else that's that's sitting down. Yeah, Who, sizing who's back up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make an intimidation check if you want to. Not, I mean, it's You're more of performance, maybe trying to bl- like sure befriend him. Oh, like, okay, like, yeah, win his favor. Yeah, sure. Trying to show that we're both have buckles on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we both know what's up. Uh, Eighteen plus, quite oh, a bit. Yeah. Yeah, he like twenty five. I think he sees you and he kind of nods his head in your direction. <laughs> is the contest happening right now? It's everybody. Yeah. So uh, Merkimore is saying uh, she's she's kind of barking the contest. You know, pie eating contest. Come on over. Come on in. Uh, join your uh, competitors. Have a have a pie or two or three. Eat some pie. Don't die. Those are the only rules. She's just like going on and on. <laughs> And calling people over, and yeah, people yeah. are trickling in, but it okay. hasn't begun yet. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say, you rat. So, to to the guy. To the guy. You rat. Uh, maybe in my heyday, but uh, no longer. All right. I'm just getting into it. Yeah. Is, does it look like he's eating hay right now? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then Duplo would like to make a joke about, about the heyday. <laughs> so is it not your heyday now? When you eat hay? <laughs> <laughs> Make a charisma check. Let's see how this comes. comes uh, he's being dead serious. So, yes. <laughs> but still, because he doesn't know how to read you. Wait, two plus three, five. Oh no! He just kind of looks at you. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. He don't rat. <laughs> he just kind of focuses back on you. <laughs> Yeah, well, all luck to you. Eat and pie. <laughs> all right. Uh, two of you watch Young well, and Tupelo go in. Before Tupelo goes in, I I want to touch his back and give him guidance, but like okay. secretly. Sure. Yeah. 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 Do you see anything? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, I kind of imagine it like an electric shock because I know that I need to be like discreet here as like mystical and magical as this seems. Like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of like, I don't even want him to notice, you know, because like yeah. he's so excited about okay. this and he didn't eat dinner. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to like touch the small of his back. Like, okay. Like, like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, good, good luck. Good job. Good right. luck. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> and Juniper would want to ask Murkamore, like, what, what are the prizes at stake here? Well, there's, uh, there's all sorts of, oh, hang on, saying somebody's walked up and um, you hear this short exchange of, hey, I was in the contest, but I didn't get my ticket punched. Oh, okay, yes, it works. And she's uh, punching holes in tickets. And she turns back to you. Oh, well, <clears throat> uh, we have a, 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 a huge assortment of um, all sorts of different uh, wonders from around the, the world, around the Donlands. And... Um, if you were lucky enough to win, then you get one of these fabulous prizes. How many pies do most winners have to eat? Oh, it depends. Uh, not as as much as I could eat, of course, but um, 
It really depends on uh, what people had to eat for dinner and uh, how <laughs> how um, how much they can fit into their stomach. It's, it really varies. How many pies can you eat? Oh, hundreds easily. <laughs> In one sitting? Well, it's been a while, but uh, there's a reason that I'm uh, here, the, the master of ceremonies at our pie eating contest. I have quite a reputation back home. Wow. Fascinating. What's the physical appearance of this person? Uh, Mergmore is, uh, she's, she's got um, these short protruding um, tusks for, and, and this like very strong jaw. Um, probably about Juniper's height, and if you size them up next to each other, probably about twice her weight. Um, and just like, like huge biceps. Uh, you can see like she's wearing uh, kind of a like a cut off uh, shirt and like chiseled abs underneath. Oh, not with it. Yeah, it doesn't look like uh, somebody that sits around eating pies all day, but you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, neither's Joey Chestnut, yeah. you know? He's a great shape. Right. <laughs> is that the hot dog guy? Yeah. <laughs> Should we sit, sit together or here? Well, I'm trying to figure out. You trying to trying to distract me and win the contest? Or? No, I think we could sit together. Just make sure you guys have an elbow room, you know, and like you can stretch. Why don't you get in like, here? I am not doing this. I will throw up. No, I buy it's like porridge. I literally haven't eaten like a pie in a very long time. I would be open to eating something sweet tonight, but it's not going to be a contest. We should find a porridge eating contest. I hate you. <laughs> All right. I'll do it. Yeah. Yay! All right, we have another taker. All right. New competitor. Come sit over here. Yeah. Let's sit together. And, uh... Seeing the four of you walk up together and the three of them in the ring, she's Mercamore just kind of looks in your direction. Okay, to join your friends. More of like a cheerleader. Like, I'm excited for them. What's your favorite kind of pie? <laughs> oh, uh, meat pies mostly. Oh, okay. Oh, I should have asked. What kind of pies are we going to be eating? Well, there's an assortment. You can choose. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And you see on the, on the um, table there are... Uh, there are definitely some... Um, what fit the description of meat pies? Kind of like like savory, and uh, you can see like the crust is broken. These don't these aren't like finely made pies. Right? <laughs> They're pies that were made in a hurry. So yeah, um, little bits of meat hanging out the side of them. Uh, there looks to be like more of a quiche, like a like an egg and oh. egg and cheese kind of thing going on over here. And then there's some like sweet pies, uh, some like berry rhubarb and baked a- apple cinnamon and that type of thing. Okay. But not like, not like whipped cream pies. Okay. <laughs> These yeah, are hearty. Yeah, yeah, real. And they're you know they're small. Um, okay. Well, hand pies. I mean, maybe not for the. They're they're about, for half, maybe a normal good, <laughs> good size or a half. Yeah. Like about, a personal pan kind of. Thing. Yeah, totally. Little little small pies. So, um, you see the the little boy that was kind of you know tugging on his his parents' shirt, walk on in. Um, as you sit down, uh, um, what, is, what is her name? I just forgot. Mercamore. Mercamore comes around and um, she's collecting uh, the, the entry fee, which is uh, two gold piece, <laughs> pieces each for those that are participating. <clears throat> um, you have the the is bigger the bigger man, um, the small uh, boy, and uh, a, a, a woman. Actually, the the little boy's mother comes in and, and decides she wants to join the fun. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna look at him and say, "Boy." 
Wow. Hi. What's your favorite kind of pie? Me. Oh, I like the cherry pies and the berry pies and the apple pies and the... And he just keeps going on like all the fruit pies that he, he enjoys. You eat a lot of pie, boy? Well, I, my mom says I eat too much pie, but I don't think there's ever really such a thing, is there? Right, Mom? She's just kind of laughing long. They might be your day. Your day. I mean... Maybe so. We'll see. Yeah. I'd like to win the prize. You you live in Charnholm? Oh, uh, yeah. M- most of the time. We, we uh, uh, are a b- bit of a trader f- family, so we uh, sail back and forth between ports, but uh, Charnholm's kind of our, our home base. Yeah. That's good. Your mom and pa good to you? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. I'd like it if they bought me more pies. Yeah, well, today's the day. Oh, well, yeah, that's... I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, with great festivity, the pie-eating contest uh, comes to an open. Uh, Murkamore is uh, kind of closing the gate that you walk through behind you as people kind of line up on the sides, uh, Juniper along with them, to, to get a, get, be, bear witness to what's about to happen. Um, the rules are that uh, everybody will have a uh, certain amount of time to eat a pie every round. If your pie is not complete or if you don't keep your pie down, <clears throat> you're eliminated. Um, and it'll go round by round until there is one victor. Um, and these will be constitution saving throws. So uh, the first round will start with a constitution saving throw of five. And for every round we go beyond that, we're going to add three to that number. See who's standing at the end. Sounds like time for the big die. All right. (laughs) Glowy. So, uh, uh, Merkimore announces, choose your pie! And everybody, you know, you see the the little boy looking for the the sweetest pie he can find. And the mom is just picking out uh, the same one that her her son picked out. And and the big man goes for one of the, the meat pies. And... Any preference on the type of pie? Or? Yeah. yeah. Whatever looks the lightest. The lightest? Like I could eat the most of. Make a perception check. Uh, exotic. Whatever I may not have seen before. Okay. Something new. Would Ellery know, like, yeah, this fruit <clears throat> is the least filling? Ooh. Make a uh, nature check. Okay. Seven. Seven. Yeah. I mean, you kind of pick them up and they all kind of weigh the same. <clears throat> We're definitely going by weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not too low at all. There's no strategy. Going for whatever, yeah. Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, yeah, you don't really know. You don't really know. I mean, they all look like, eh, they're probably going to be about the same. Yeah. Competition pies. Okay. Competition yeah. pies. I'll get one of the fruit ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you all start eating your pies. You can go ahead and roll your constitution saving throws. <clears throat> A four. A four total? Okay. Oh 22. 22? Eight. Yeah, your saving throw? Huh? You added your saving throw? Your constitution saving throw? That's the number at the top, right? It's in the box on the left hand side. Oh, your saving yeah, throw. yeah, yeah. Plus two. So four total? Yeah, four yeah. total. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you begin to eat this pie and you realize now you thought you got a fruit pie, but it's like, no! It's a meat pie. Ow! <laughs> And uh, there's like little bits of like sinew and, and oh, no. stuff in your mouth. And oh, that's so You kind of gag. I'm gagging right now. <laughs> <laughs> you hit a hunk of fat. No. Makes your teeth go sideways. Stop. Oh my gosh, that's too much. <laughs> that's what a four is, baby. Oh. <laughs> um, you can see the the 
little boy is like just chowing down. He's got like half of the pie is all over his face, but he's like eating it really fast and he seems to have no trouble. Um, the man is taking his time with, uh, with his pie, but, um, you know, easily finishes within time. The two of you finish your pies. Um, the, mo- the, the mother is just barely choking down like one last bite. She, she got real close to failing, but did not. So do I fail? I fail, do I? You unfortunately can't finish the pie in time. I thought it was three. It's five. It was five. No and way. And it's increasing by three every, uh, every round. And you wait. are unfortunately eliminated. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to figure out if I want to use my inspiration on this. Oh, that's uh. true. You do, yeah, you do have inspiration. Yeah, I want to use it. <laughs> you don't, or you do? No, I do. Okay, go ahead. Do I re-roll? Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Seven plus two, so, so nine. You nine. Nose yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like you're choking down, and like every now, every oh, no. every couple bites, you have like that gag reflex, but you're able to finally get it down. And Mercamore is about to ring the bell as you take the last, the last bite, and okay. uh, everybody is still in. So you choose another pie. Yay. Oh. Okay. And I'm gonna be like. <laughs> um, you can roll a d4. Oh, that's right. Dirt, yeah. Like at any point. Oh, yes. I think it's. I think it has to be the next. Does it? Read the read guidance. I think it's the next. I think it's the next ability check or saving throw that, that they okay. make. So I'll use it next round. Oh. Or do well, I, I use think it? You would have just, now. just used it. Oh, okay. It says um, up to a minute. It says once before the spell ends, the oh, target oh, can nice. roll a d4 yeah. and add the number. Minus. For a minute. So I'll say this, this oh, next, next round. time. I'll this, use it. Yeah, this I'll round will be the, the time. It says you can roll the die before or after making the ability check. Cool. Dig it. All right. So you guys gather your pies and go for round number two. The DC is eight on this. Oh, oh that's, that's stupid. Wait, that was a D4, wasn't it? Maximum. 15. 15. Uh, 15. 15. 21 with my inspiration. 21. All right. All right. Um, little boy again, like he's shoving uh, pie in his face and, and you can tell he's he's starting to slow down a little bit, but he, he does finish in time. The man is like very meticulous in eating his pie. He's like very slow about it and he's making sure that he's like, you can tell he like tucked a handkerchief in his, sure. in his shirt. Yeah. And uh, he actually doesn't finish in time. Merkamore comes around, rings the bell and He's like, well, it wasn't done. And she's like, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> takes, his, <laughs> takes his ticket and punches a hole in it. And he steps out as well. Um, the mother uh, seemed to really like the pie that she picked. She, I think she got one of the uh, the berry and rhubarb pies. And, and she finishes it and is just kind of dabbing the corners of her, her mouth. <laughs> so down to yeah. five of you. Okay. The next, this DC will be 11. For another constitution saving throw. Oh. oh wait, you get a D4 that time. Eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen? Sixteen. Sixteen? Eight. Eight. <gasps> no. Okay. Um <clears throat> Well, first of all, I'll, yeah, I'll describe <laughs> what happens to the others. So uh, the little boy, he's like scarfing, but you could tell like he was already starting to fill up, and like halfway through the round, <clears throat> and he just like loses it oh, on the ground. Goodness. And his mother is so distracted with what's happening with him, she just tends to him, and she doesn't get done oh. in time either. Yudin, what happens to you? Why? Wh- why can you not finish this pie in time? Uh, it was one of the meat pies. 
meat wasn't good. Yeah, no. Yeah, meat went bad. Hit me wrong. <laughs> I, uh, I immediately defecated. Oh, no. <laughs> you I did. Yeah, so bad meat. How are we gonna overcome that for the rest of the night? I don't man. know. Bad meat just goes through. I'm so sorry. Murder comes over to, to grab her ticket, and she's she kind of takes a step back. <laughs> she like holds her hand way out to take her ticket. I'm so sorry. <laughs> The, the, the poop pants sweats a little bit. I am so sorry. Take back what I said about sticking <laughs> together. You, you didn't. If, if oh, no. that bad, maybe you should keep the leftovers for like a weapon. Maybe you could use it as yeah. against the forces of evil. Yeah. Well, I might need to find myself. I need to get out of here for a minute. Or points you in the direction of a few outhouses that they have kind of back behind one row of, of these tents. Okay. <laughs> You may want to, you may want to go take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I, I scoot closer to Ellery. Uh, it smells like this, ro- this rodeo. <laughs> that guy still there with the straw? Yeah. Awesome. He's just kind of grumbling about how, uh, you know, and then he kind of gets a smell of you and takes a step back. <laughs> he was so neat and tidy. And he was. He's like the <laughs> <shit. laughs> You know, maybe you stepped in something. You know what I mean? We could play this off. Yeah, but. I just stepped in something. Uh, <laughs> just, just keep looking at your shoes. You're going to be like, oh, he must have he keep looking at his shoes. He must have stepped in something. Usually you make it. Yeah. I'm going to something around here. Well, I better see if I can scrape I, this I off. I was right. I'm going to go scrape this off. <laughs> Long day ride. <clears throat> Merkmore seems uh, surprised that it is two halflings that have made yep. it to the, the final <laughs> round. And she comes and kind of looks at each of you. Uh, which of you thinks you're going to win against the other? Juniper's like, those are my friends! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know how many more I can eat. Um, these pies are good, but um, I, don't, I don't know. I, and, uh, I don't know. You didn't, have, you didn't have dinner. I believe in you. I don't. I don't think I want the meat ones. I think I'm going to stick to yeah. the, the, the food pies. All right, well, pick your pies because it's time. And she steps back. The one that the, the, the mom had that she really liked. That's the one I was going to try. You're going to go with that one. Yeah, the okay. rhubarb one. I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's what I want. Mm. Okay, yeah, you definitely find one of those. Okay. Can I find one of those too? Yeah. Yay! Yeah, pick the one right up right next to it. Um, yeah, I'm getting full. Kurt is. Just you. Just, yeah, just having just this like, conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of pies. It's a lot the best diet ever. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, DC fourteen, I believe. Ooh, right? Was yeah. it, it was eleven last. Okay. Ooh. Dirty twenty? Is that what that means? Yeah. All right. Okay. I got a nineteen. Nineteen. Ah! <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, you both finish your pies, and now Murkermore is like really interested. <laughs> like she's, you guys don't seem to be slowing down, and she's. All right, all right, and like more of a crowd is gathering, and people How are many kind people of whispering. Are you see like I side think it's bets. You and I. No, no, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of people left, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it just us two? Yeah, yeah just we're the only ones left. Yeah. Oh, dear God, I thought there was two. more. Oh, great. No, the little boy. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, 
Juniper, somebody sidles up next to you. I'm assuming, did you go to the... I'm looking for... On the way, I'm trying to see if there's, like, a tailor or anybody that sells pants. (laughs) But I am on the way to the house. The kind kind of accident that you throw your pants away (laughs) in the bathroom garbage. You could wrap your vest around your waist. I mean, it's going to be a good night. (laughs) Go get some more feather bowers. He's just keeping his eyes peeled. Sometimes they sell shirts, sometimes they sell pants. Right, right. Make an investigation check. We'll get back to you. Uh, Juniper, somebody somebody sidles up next to you and kind of elbows you and says, I got five gold on on the little lady over there. That's a good bat. That's a good bat. Um, so you don't want to take it then? You don't want any action? Oh, you're asking me a wager here. Hmm, well, I happen to know that he didn't have dinner. Ooh, inside information oh, here. Inside no. information. <laughs> All right, well, I'll put five on the little gentleman then. You're doing five on both? Is that a bet? Uh, Which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take her. Oh. All right, then. All right. I think I got the better end of that bet. You said five gold? Five oh, gold. Yeah, man. This is a ritzy carny crowd. <laughs> hey. They are. Got this is where you come somehow. to let loose, man. Good you know, gracious. what's the point of living? Not right. to exist, but to live. <laughs> All right, so. Ask him how much he spends on a hairbrush. We're up to uh, 17. <laughs> you see 17 on this pie. Choose the same one or you go for something different? Same one. Same 17. One. Is there another? How many more fruit ones are there? Like, oh, there's all, there's a, then I'm going to try another fruit one. All right, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. pick out a like an apple cinnamon kind of deal. Perfect. Yeah. Mm. All right, go ahead and roll as Mercor. Ellery, you got this. Ellery, you got this. Head to head. <laughs> Thirteen. Seventeen again. No 17. way. It's the plus it's, two. That's plus it. two for my constitution. Yeah, nice. Nineteen. All right. <clears throat> What happens? What, do you not finish the pie? Do you do you overfill yourself? What happens? I think I accidentally grabbed another meat one again. Oh. He got me this time. Yeah, it was actually it was a rhubarb pie, but like a, a chunk of oh. meat, like oh, no. kind of got shoved into it. Like I said, they're making pies in a hurry, they're so they're probably going from one batch to another, and you got kind of a half and half. Yeah, uh, not a not a good no. combo. <laughs> and uh, Murdermore comes over and holds your hand above your head. Oh, we have a winner! Not so fast. <laughs> I will take your ticket. She will take your oh, ticket. Oh, I feel so full. Um, Don't. <laughs> she tells you, Ellery, uh, great, great job, nice try. Uh, if you play play four games, then you can go over to the uh, the booth over there, and they'll get you a, a, a complimentary prize oh. just for just for participating. Okay. Do I hand my ticket? Uh, yes. <laughs> she takes your ticket. Do I win a pie? And uh, she. Goes and grabs a, a bag that she has behind um, her little counter out front. Uh, roll a d20. Let's see what she pulls out of her bag of Let's use prizes. Let's use Mercurial die for this. Oh, a two again. That's two twos with this die. Wow. Two. A two. She pulls out uh, a little bundle of uh, what look to be uh, firecrackers. They have little wicks coming out the end. There's six of them that are that have little sticks on them, like little rockets, little bottle rockets, <clears> and <throat> about a dozen uh, of smaller ones that are that look like they're little explosive poppers. Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> I she, wrote on my sheet, "Look for fireworks." When we, when we heard them, <laughs> oh it was meant god. to be because that's how they opened it up. Oh. And Tupelo was going to be like, "How did they? How, what was that?" Yeah. The fact that they got that makes me very happy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She tells you that these were uh, there's made right here in Charm Charmholm. Uh, in in the stacks, um, oh, in addition to making with the souvenir. industrial grade um, gunpowder, they also have some uh, more entertainment value. 
Oh, the, the memories I have made are already uh, prized enough, but thank you, this is great. I, would, I can't wait to try these out. Well, you enjoy them, and don't, uh, don't hurt anybody with those. Oh, but do they hurt? Uh, you don't want to be around them when they go off. Oh, do, okay. Okay. There's not that many, but okay. <laughs> And she he's starts gonna be, gathering another crowd. He's going to be walking slow. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your dinner now, though. Oh, that's right. That is a, a pie, pie for dinner. That's not very healthy. <laughs> what was your investigation check? 15. 15? Okay. Um, you actually do see a, a few vendors that are selling... Um, it's more like... like garb of revelry, like uh, costumes and, and that sort of thing. Um, okay, that'll do. That's for taps. Is there any, like, the troubadour, like, poofed pants? Yeah. Actually, that's exactly what okay. they are. Uh, it's, they're kind of like, you know, clown <laughs> outfits, and you, you find some some clown pants that you can put on. That, yeah, they, they totally do, like, balloon yeah. out from the waist. And yeah, <laughs> kind of, that's what I want. So you get... They're, they're three silver, and uh, so you've got your, your glow vest and your glow boa, and these ballooned pants, and I'm assuming your, your rhinestone cowboy hat. Well, they sell them in dwarf size, right? I need to get them Oh, yeah, full yeah. Of that. No, no, they, they, they've got your size for sure. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go pee real fast. Were those your nice pants that you <clears throat> crapped in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to go to the outhouse. Okay. Put the new pants on. <laughs> get cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna examine the old ones. <laughs> See if they're How bad? Of a jewel. <laughs> How bad is the damage? If only they make underwear of holding, he would have been okay. <laughs> That's an awesome. I think we can make that that item now. Underwear of holding. <laughs> it holds a pant load and more. <laughs> it exists on a different plane. I mean, yeah, you want to, are you trying to clean these out a little bit so you can salvage them? Is yeah, there's the, a way yeah. to scrub them down a Scrape bit. it out with a stick. At least or? get the smell out and put them in back. Yeah. back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so you spend the better part of, you know, five minutes trying to trying to scrub these out and get most of the, the nasty stuff out of there. So they're salvageable? <laughs> you just, like, hide them behind a bush and we'll get them tomorrow? We're probably, probably going to want to, like, you know, really actually wash these out at some point. But yeah, for now, for sure. you know. I'm going to roll them up back. real tight. To try to lock it in and mm-hmm. put them deep in my backpack, deep. underneath everything else. You can use one of your backs for it. Yeah. Deep. <laughs> Conversations I never thought I would have around a gaming table. Um, you do so, and you're good to go. All right. Uh, there's much more to explore and do. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Oh Are you back with us? I am a come back and. Oh, Jordan, you have your pants. You have upgraded to those fancy pants. Yeah. <laughs> you see Jordan in these, like, wow. these big, oversized clown pants. Jordan's wearing clown pants. <laughs> yeah, I got an upgrade. Those look so festive. Uh, they are. Yeah. You should wear those for the rodeo. Tupelo doesn't know that you yeah. grabbed your pants, by the way. You just... Right. Okay. Yeah. I like these pants. Is it so... Better, better. All me, I think, than the old ones. Yeah, it's very fancy. I like some with your, with your new vest. You look so... Yeah! It, it all looks good together, pretty much. You look like you are for some fun times. Yeah. I might have missed this. What did you do with your old pants? Uh, I wash them out and fold them up and put them deep in my backpack. <laughs> you didn't want to get rid of them. And by washing nice pants. There's no water involved. This is a scraping out. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I'm running water. Uh, 
Thanks. I like these pants. I'm just recovering from some trauma. That's Ooh. all. Some, <laughs> some trauma. When you make your way out of the uh, the pie eating ring, um, MTU is just standing there next to to Juniper, and she kind of jumps up on your backpack and just like she's riding on your backpack for a little while. Yay. <clears throat> All right, so you hear um, actually right next to the the pie eating contest is the um, the drink stand, kind of the little mini bar there. It's um, where did it go? Drinks spirits of the West, uh, and you see. Uh, kind of a, a man in like a uh, fancy. Uh, he's got like a like a tie and um, uh, kind of a white and black uh, outfit going on, and he's uh, sitting there like shaking a little uh, little cocktail. And um, yeah, there's there's drinks to be had, or Ooh. games to be played, or food to eat. What would you guys like to do? Uh. <clears throat> If we have time, I don't know, you know, I don't know, is it getting dark at this point? Oh, I mean, it's been dark, but uh, you get the sense that the, that the festivities have just begun. Okay. Yeah. We got time. I'd like to try that. I'm so um, thirsty. Yeah? A lot of pie. Good job, by the way. Yeah. Let's get I, you something to drink. I heard the, cho- the tears. I, I don't know if I have ever won anything before in my life. I you lost me five there. gold. I did. Actually, you lost me. <laughs> you mark your five gold. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> did that guy give me a high five at all at the end? Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah. Good. He's, he was cheering the loudest yeah. of okay. everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so right here is drinks. If you don't want. Oh, but I'm, I'm so thirsty, but I don't oh, have room for the liquid, I think. But I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm so thirsty. Uh, that I sounds think like drink problem. something. Drink yes. something. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do, what do, we, what do we see as we approach the... Um, uh, you see a small sign that has a selection of um, beverages. Uh, you see a drink called Flame Gin. Okay. And actually, as you're reading the, the sign, you see the gentleman now pouring out this cocktail that he's mixed. And as it hits the glass, it erupts in, in flame. It's just a flame right there. Uh, you see um, a few kegs of... Um, uh, what you assume are, are beers behind the kind of set up on, behind the, the bar itself. Uh, Thunderhold Stout and Aaron, uh, sorry, Freeport Ale. <clears throat> There's also on the, the list of drinks Hei Wasaki and Aaron Thorn Red. <clears throat> I had that Thunderhold. That's good stuff right there. I, I had it. I have never oh, tried yeah. any yeah. of these before. These are all new to me. I want to try something. Do what do you recommend? Well, <laughs> Thunderhold. Well, then. It's, what's it called again? Uh, Thunderhold uh, Stout. Okay. Does anyone else want to try the stout? Jordan has recommended to me. I'm good. I haven't had that since I was home. Oh, then I would like to taste your home. Would, can All we right. have two of those? I say to the hipster, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Who was about to tell me about how he makes his own... His his own fire gin, flame gin? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he looks a little bit disappointed. I make my bitters from scratch, yeah. <laughs> um... He brings you both uh, what what seem to be souvenir horns, uh, and um, they're full. You you watch as he kind of taps this liquid, and it's it's thick. It's like it's like uh, oh, it's it's viscous and like thicker than milk. A as spoon would stand up in this. Yeah, snap. absolutely. Oh. And it's got like this thick. Like dark brown head on it. Oh my it's just kind of like, fl- like flowing out and down the horn as he hands them to you. And 
he tells you uh, the the stout is uh, seven silver pieces, and um, you have to you have to pay an extra uh, five silver for the the commemorative horn that you're taking with you. Oh, what is this? I got you covered. Don't worry about it. Oh, is it? Is it? Thank you so much. <clears throat> I was going to buy that for you, but thank you. Uh, Twenty-four silver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, this is so special to me that I can share this to you. Oh, I cannot wait to taste it. Oh my gosh. Is it supposed to look like that? Yeah, this is some of the freshest uh, gathering I've had of this drink, and I can't even tell you. You stick your finger in it, if your finger comes out and there's nothing on it, it's bad. Okay. Your finger comes out and the liquid's not moving, it's good. Wow. Yes. Strange and mysterious. What can I get for you, ladies? I'm I'm okay, thank you. You have got to try the Thunderhold. I don't know. Is that the thing you just got? Stout. What were my other options? It was a flaming one. There's a uh, flame gin, Thunderhold Stout, Freeport Ale, Heiwa uh, Saki, and Aaron Thorn Red. A wine. Oh. But you want to stay sharp for this competition. Exactly. Gotta be on my A game. Yeah, I'm not feeling it, but thank you. Okay. All right. I've come to watch us drink. <laughs> All right, well, enjoy. Cheers. Yo, Nam. Oh, goodness, is that, is that what we do? He's going to slam. Yo, like. <laughs> And the, uh, yeah, it's, it kind of sloshes. Like, the, yeah. the drinks slosh into each other. Oh, yeah. Yo, let's have a big cheer. <laughs> like, he's back home. Right. Tupelo's going to, yeah. yay! <laughs> do whatever you do, yay! Yo, Nam. Throw it back. Yeah. Why don't you describe what Thunderhold stout yeah. tastes like to to uh two ladies here who's never had it before what is what do we hear <clears throat> coffee yeah. tones in here nuts what is it yeah you ever been deep in the mine <clears throat> on a cold winter night no but it sounds amazing mm. <laughs> well it just takes you right back to that moment it tastes like drinking coal oh yeah. no, i don't know it's not as easy but i cannot wait to experience it yep yep <laughs> and so i'm did you literally drink the whole horn at once? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Oh, shiza. Constitution. <laughs> he would try to drink the whole thing. All right. Constitution yes. saves her. <laughs> 16. <laughs> you definitely down it all at once. Uh, six, and six plus two? Eight. Yeah, it's like you try and it starts sloshing out over your yeah. cheeks and you have to kind of do one of these yeah. numbers a few times. As you know, you drink probably half of it, and the rest of it's kind of spilled okay. down. There, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Oh yes, I. Uh, it is hard to drink as fast as you. Yeah. Heard that for? Yep. Okay. I wonder is there maybe a drinking competition? Is it uh, something that you are good at? Maybe you could try. No, I ain't much for drinking. Oh no. No, I just like Thunderhole. Oh. <laughs> you were. Currently tipsy. Okay. You have advantage on charisma checks. Ooh. And any save against becoming frightened. Perfect. Alright. <laughs> You're fine. I was uh, gonna ask the bartender if he has if they serve any need. Um no, I'm afraid not. Oh, sorry. Have you have you um, tasted any uh, meat before? Um can't say that I have, no. Oh, do you want to let him taste um, uh, the meat that we have um, in, in your jug? Uh, Maybe we could share something that we have made since he shared his um, ale with us. We don't really know him. But if you want to. Oh, I'm feeling like I have a plus something to my charisma yeah. jug. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's the jug. Get I mean, yeah. Here. <clears throat> oh, well, tell, tell me about this mead 
Oh, so I, I, uh, I know uh, a few things, and one of them is honey. So this is um, a honey maid that we have made on a rocking boat. Um, <laughs> how many days ago have we made this meat? Twelve. Oh, it has been um, so many, I think, uh, ups and downsies, so it's, um, it may taste like adventure, who knows? Well, um, sh- sure, I'll, I'll, I would love to try it. And he gets a, a little small glass and sits yeah. it on the, the bar for you to pour a, yeah. a little taste into. Yeah. So, um, if you get some more, I can share with, uh, with some too, maybe. Okay, some more right. And he yeah. lines, lines yeah. it up for you. We're so, looking forward to this. Yeah, so two blue and help open it up. I assume there's a release of gas but, you know, upon cracking this open, and he would pour as many glasses as there were out. Yeah. Right. Make a uh, so you made a check at the beginning, and it was a good yeah. check. Uh, so make a cooking check with advantage now okay. to see how this matured. Twelve or a sixteen, a sixteen plus whatever my modifier is for that. I do. I think you get to okay. What do you get to do with... I don't remember. It says, I mean, I am proficient in the brewing. Does it double your proficiency or something? Something like that. I it's going to be great. So you okay. describe yeah. as they each have their, <clears throat> their first taste of your... Meat. There's like um, You actually... It smells like flowers before you taste it. It's this real kind of floral, lavender-y type smell. Oh, um, interesting. Uh, and when you, when you drink it, it is... You can taste the alcohol. There's alcohol in there, but it has that kind of like a... Rich, you know, when the honey gets crystallized, it kind of changes the flavor. Kind of like that richer honeyish flavor with um, that kind of floral, flowery kind of aftertaste. Wow, this is this is excellent. Do you have more of it, perchance, that we could perhaps sell? Oh, that, that, that I had made it for for you and for us. What would you like to do with the speed? Well. How much do we have? How many cups? It's a dude. You gave me a, wasn't it wasn't a two gallon jug. I think is what you said. I think so. It's your jug. Two yeah. gallons. You do whatever it's you want. Two G's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, if y'all are trying to sell it, I thought we were making it for us. Got home. Maybe bound. we could keep a gallon. Keep a gal. And sell a gallon. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. People would love to experience this uh, culinary delicacy. Oh yes. Is this a specialty of some part of the world? It is. It is where I'm from, which I forget the name of it right now. It's <laughs> a fair meadow. Oh, it's a fair meadow. I don't know if, if you've heard of it, but it is um, here on this side. Away, you know, it's it's, it's farther away. Um, but um, the bees um, only foraged in some the apple um, the yards, so this is all um, uh, apple blossoms. Oh, and he's, you can see he's yeah. He's making he might notes. care about the story. Yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> tell this hipster really cares about the, the provenance of this. Uh, Whoever yeah. he's going to sell this to is going to get the full. They are going to hear all about this. Yeah. Um, he, he finds a smaller container and, yeah. and asks you to, to fill it up and asks you what what size. What size, what size glass would you serve this in? Uh, normally, so uh, because this is a high alcohol, it would go so a small offensive glass. Oh, like one of these, the, yeah. the tasters. So he would say like four fingers, which was normally be like, you know, two or three. <laughs> two or three <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's made by the weavers. Yeah. The weavers. Uh, it's a weavers. Is, 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 it, is it called the, the weavers? Uh, is it weaver mead or honey? Uh, honey spectacular. The Weaver's Honey Spectacular. And he writes it yes. down on the on the board, limited quantity only yes. underneath. Yeah. Um, and he offers to pay you twenty gold pieces for oh your, my gosh. for a gallon. That's way more than he. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, this was quite good. Quite yeah. good. Thank you. 
Um, you can see he's pretty stoked on it. Did you guys? You guys all participate? Yeah. Tupelo talked to someone all by himself yeah. first, <laughs> and it's an charisma. <laughs> well done. Things are turning around here, guys. Um, everybody make uh, Constitution saving throw for me. You are now tipsy. 16. 16, you're good. Okay. Mine Still is tipsy-ish. 10. 10? Yeah. Total? Uh-huh. Is that a question mark? Well, I don't think I drank the whole thing. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> to having nice. a whole life nice. yeah. yeah. It's okay. I'm, I'm just tipsy. All, all that does is give you advantage on charisma checks. All no I'm saying is I have to be... On your A-game? Yes. Okay. You're feeling a little happy. It's yeah. nice. Eminem drank before you're, concerts. You're integrating yourself into. You actually feel like some of that tension that has been in your shoulders and like the, the that kind of like feeling of being around all these people. Like you relax just a little bit. All right. What's next? Uh, y'all see that man with the cups over there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quiet old fellow. Yeah. That's just interesting to me. Him here. With all oh. this busyness. Him so frail. That's good. Yeah. I kind of want to check that out. Totally. See what he's doing with them cups. Unless your competition starts. Oh, well, yeah, we should figure out what time I your competition am starts. Well, let's go check on that first. That man seems like he'll be here. Maybe, maybe not. He might not. You <laughs> should always divide and conquer if you want to. No, we we full support. She watched us eat pie. We should watch her. Watch you do more than just eat pie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, Alright, let's head on now. Let's keep going. So you're going to the air gauntlet or air gauntlet? Yeah, air gauntlet. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you make your way over. There is a um, there's an elf, um, very pale skin, um, but like big features, big eyes, and big lips, and um, she she has like this. Uh, this haircut is like um, shaved on one side and then it's like all kind of swept down the other side um, in this like um, maroon colored hair that just kind of is flowing over her shoulder. Um, she introduces herself as Nim and she um, kind of explains the way that this works. So it's uh, a four stage um, obstacle course. If you can make it to the end, then you'll receive a prize. Um, but it will be difficult and it will challenge you in many different ways. Um, she tells you she can't give you can't give you any secrets about it, but you can you feel free to walk the course before you Ooh. venture on it if you if you prefer. It's just one person at a time on the course. Yes, and you can see like a few people. They're just paying their two gold and like going through as and as they do, somebody falls off, somebody else starts. So. Okay. All right. All right. Nim, where are you from? Oh, uh, Lunaria. Is that right? What does Juniper's hair look like again? It's been a while. It's like reddish and long with like a braid holding it halfway up. Okay. It wasn't shaved on one side. So mm-hmm. much, okay, I thought maybe it might be. I wish it was. This is so cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, she seems excited that you're you're from her home home territory. Mm-hmm. And um, she uh, exchanges a few a few words with you about you know it's, we're a long way from home and um, you know it's uh, so exciting to to be here and to be a part of this and 
so glad that you can enjoy everything that, that Sebastian Silas has to offer. Mm-hmm. How long have you known Sebastian? Oh, it's, um, wow, it's been five or six years, I suppose. Yeah. Juniper would maybe try to get some information on, like, is he a good boss? Do you like him? Okay, okay. Um, make closer a when you hear them talking persuasion about this, if I can. Am uh, I at, it, at advantage because you've already connected with her. Is she already, like, through and away from us, or am I around? No, she's, like, right there at the, at the front. Sixteen. Sixteen? <clears throat> so what specifically, is he a good boss? Is that one of the questions you're asking? Is he a good boss? Is he a good person? Kind of. Oh, I, I think he's one of the best. Um, yes, he has a pe- peculiar way of finding those that <clears throat> society has forgotten. And giving us a place. That sounds wonderful. It is. He is. You'll see tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really nice to meet you. Miss the weather back home. Ah, yes. The fall was particularly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. All right. Are you going to walk the course, or are you going to just go for it? I think I'm just going to go for it. All right. I feel like I'd be better off the cuff. So you climb a short, <clears throat> um, short little stairway, wooden stairway that's been constructed, um, and you arrive on this platform that is overlooking um, uh, a pool, uh, this, this pool of water that they've dug in the ground underneath. Um, you see suspended from this pe- platform to another one about 20 feet away, a slack line. And it looks like it's gonna be an active balance to get between here and there. Okay. So. You step onto this like one? I do. I'm actually going to take my quarter staff and sort of like use it as a like a balancing tool and just sort of go one foot in front of the other, nice. eyes straight ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you advantage on your dexterity check that, then as you're using your, your staff for balance. Okay. Tupelo's going to be cheering you on when I do this. All right. We'll go with that one. Um, dirty 22. If that's just a dirty 20. Easy. Uh, 30, what? Like if it's, dirty 20, if yeah. it's more than 20, <laughs> yeah. it's not really more than okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, easily, <clears throat> you make your way across the slack line, and you can see, like, um, Tupelo's over on the side oh, kind of cheering you on. And, uh, it's you already clapped because I got my horn, my souvenir horn. <laughs> <laughs> you give him a little, uh, a little wink and, like, mm-hmm. kind of skip and, like, kick your heels and mm-hmm. then land back on the slack line and easily make it, make it across. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see up ahead of you, there's another, um, on, from this platform, there's somebody else that just got on the next obstacle and they're hanging from this bar and you can see that it's kind of like a little fish ladder and they're having to like pull themselves up and like click the, the pole into the next thing. The salmon ladder. The salmon ladder, exactly. <laughs> um, you can see that the first few steps seem easy for this particular person, and then they're starting to wear out, and by the time they go for that third notch, they slip off and they splash into the pool below, and a few people come over and reset the, the bar for you. Okay. Juniper's getting excited. Her, like, competitive spirit's really flaring up, and she starts, like, shaking her arms and, like, her arms getting ready to go. All right. All right. Um... This will be athletics or acrobatics, your choice. Acrobatics, please. 
All right, and the DC will go up with every step you need to get um, four four steps in order to oh, make okay, it up. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Okay. So the first one. First one. Eight plus seven. Easily oh enough. God. You're athletics. Oh, you're so strong. Oh no, three plus seven, ten. It's I good enough. It. Okay. Yeah. Um, you just this time you like and you. Uh, it feels like you almost slip off the peg, but <laughs> it like clicks into place. Right. Yes. You said there are four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> you lock it into the the third step up. Okay. Uh, twenty. Twenty. You get up to the top and pull yourself up onto the platform at the top uh, easily enough. And now a small crowd has started to gather around Tupelo as yeah. he's boisterously this is cheering you on. <laughs> I don't want to. I just want to wave. Ahead of you, a uh, ten-foot pit divides or drop off into another like pool divides you from the next uh, platform, and you see these weighted rods have started to swing and you look at either side there's two people that are kind of throwing these weighted rods back and forth that are like kind of swinging back and forth as they as they go how would you like to is it like a balance beam between no it's them, like or? you're gonna have to jump and Got you're gonna it. have to time it right okay okay what kind of check is it you tell me what you, how you'd like to approach this particular so i'm gonna just kind of like watch it for a minute and sort of like you know, wait for it. And Make then... a perception check. Okay. Is she jumping the through them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alright, my perception is a 20. 20? Okay. Um, that's good enough to give you advantage on your athletics or acrobatics check that you need to get across. Definitely acrobatics. This looks so dangerous. Yeah. I'd say to anyone around me, it's all so dangerous. And then when yeah, she kind of feels like it's the, the right opening, mm-hmm. she's actually going to like flip forward and try and do like a front handspring nice. across the it. pit. All right, roll an acrobatics check. Right. At advantage. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, wow. The 20. 20, yeah. Um, you sit there and you get focused and you kind of get into the groove of the timing as you rock back and forth. And when you're ready, you roll forward, do a front handspring and flip in the air and land on your feet on the other side of the platform. And now the crowd is like, ah, like people are really excited. It seems like of everyone that you've seen, you haven't been here long watching people, but you may have made made it the furthest of anyone already. And there's one more obstacle ahead of you. Is she within 60 feet of us? Yeah, I would say so. Alright, when the crowd dies da- down, Yoden goes, You got this, Juniper! And gives her bardic inspiration. Yes! Alright, bardic inspiration. I'm going to do like a 26, right? As she landed, she did like the little like Black Widow landing. and then That's like, what I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um... You do so, and, and people are uh, people are pretty stoked uh, right now. You can see even Nim, who um, has been like you know taking people's money and like getting them lined up. She's stopped people from from going, and like is kind of gathering people to the side to watch you attempt this nice. this final obstacle in your in your way. Okay. So if you decide to use that, you have to use it before you know the outcome, but you can do it after you roll. Yes. So before I tell you whether you succeed or not, but after you roll, well, why would I not use it? So you want to say if you roll a natural twenty, you probably don't need okay. it. Okay. In the crowd around us, do I see anyone that knows us? Anyone that we've seen at like the Dusty Miner? Make a reception check. Okay. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, garbage. Five plus two. No, everybody's towering over. I mean, yeah, most yeah, people okay. here are taller than you, and you're trying to look around to see where everybody yeah, is. Right. It happens all the time. <laughs> um, Being the short guy at the concert, yeah, I can, I I can relate. Oh. While people are distracted uh-huh. watching her, I would like to detect magic, if sure possible. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and you're looking for something on the course or something <laughs> in the. I mean, it's a radius, but is there anything specific that you're you're trying to? Say? Um, I'm kind of looking for like a sinister vibe. Okay. Like, yeah. is it too good to be true? Uh, sheen. Okay. You know. All right. Okay. Go ahead and uh, so you you're casting that as a spell, correct? Okay. Um, so you you do so. Make a sleight of hand check, just to because I believe there's <clears throat> somatic components to that spell. Uh, fifteen for sleight of hand. Okay. Yeah. You kind of you're you're short and under the sight line of most of the people here, and you just kind of like whisper a few words and cast that spell and watches the the world around you changes just ever so slightly so that you see that sheen of mm-hmm. magic in places. What's the radius on that? I think 30. Yeah, 30. 30 feet? feet. Yeah. Okay, and it will last for 10 minutes, right? Yeah. As you walk around. Um, 30 foot radius. Yeah, okay. You definitely get some pings of um, magic. Let me find my cheat sheet here. You can also roll it at advantage. Let me use it. Um, this one? Mm-hmm. Okay, not these though. This is just a okay, handle. Cool. I forgot to mention the silk rope that I gave you was rainbow colored. Ooh. That's cool. And I imagine muted tones like a prayer flag almost all the way around. Seems to fit your mind. You get a bunch of pings from up above you and you look up and see those lanterns that are kind of glowing in these beautiful colors. Um, And now that you're looking at them, you notice that like every now and then they sort of shift their hue a little bit and then shift into something else. it's an evocation school of magic that you're that you're detecting on those. You also get a little a ping from a bag that um, Nim has around her her body, um, kind of a cross bag, and it doesn't look exactly the same. But it looks very similar to the bag that Juniper okay. uh, has okay. that picked up in the on that crazy island. Um, right now, that's what you're okay. you're picking up. Does that stay, like, as you move? For ten minutes. Ten minutes, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, last, let me get back to my notes here, last obstacle. Um, you can tell that, like, everybody, there's, there's the, the sound of the crowd is swelling around you, and um, as you, like, step forward, like, everybody quiets down. It seems like they're holding their breath to watch... Uh, what happens as you as you approach this final obstacle? You see ahead of you what looks to be mundane monkey bars. Make a perception check. I don't know if I should use that. It's a seven. A seven. It's definitely. You can tell there's there's probably something more to it than just monkey bars. That seems too easy to just be able to swing across to this final platform, but you're not exactly sure what it is. Can I pull out my spyglass so that I can see what it is better? Sure. Since I'm surrounded in a crowd, I'd like yeah, to... Yeah, make a perception check at okay. advantage as you 
With, with the Bardic Inspiration, you see a little U orbiting you. Natural 20. Mm-hmm. Just real small. Natural 20. Natural 20. You. you see you, that these, oh there's a channel like on either side of the bars. Um, like this wooden channel that runs the length. And on the end of the bars are rollers. So it looks like... Oh, they spin. They're going to spin and move and it's going to be tricky. Could I yell to Juniper, careful, it looks like they are going to spin sure. and move on you. Yeah. Okay. Then I would yell that out. Maybe you can hear me. Yeah. So she hears them and gives them a little wink. She's kind of like feeling the energy of the crowd. It's reminding her of some of the like performing and fighting that she and her brother used to do and some of the same like energy, which she's enjoying in this moment and also it makes her miss him and she's just going to kind of like put her hands out. <gasps> Showmanship? Oh, yeah, the crowd make comes a, Make out. a, uh, we'll call it a persuasion check and I'll give you advantage because yeah. you already have them in your hand. Yeah. <clears throat> see how many people respond. Oh, I'm 20. 20? Yeah, oh, my oh yeah, people are going crazy. Yeah. Now you can see, you guys down on the, the ground level can see like... Yeah. The, the more and more people are coming. The over, person, that, that, like the, the little line that was that had gathered at, um, oh, let's see, at deceived Delilah. Like they're leaving there and coming over here. The even the little like the frail old cup, cup guy is like he's like put his things down. <laughs> and he's like looking over. <laughs> uh, people are into this. So you approach the the bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anything you want to do before you before you attempt this? She's just gonna kind of spit on her hand, rub them together, all right, and get ready to go. Okay, you reach out for the first bar, and as you grab it, you do feel it start to spin a little bit. Go ahead and make a, um, we'll call it a sleight of hand check. Okay. Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. You feel it spin, and you slip your your foot slips off the platform but you hold strong and you feel now that you're sort of rolling with the momentum of uh, falling off until it kind of hits what seems to be a divider and then the next um, rung is right there in your reach. Okay. So I'm going to switch hands and sort of do the same thing for the okay, next Okay. Make one. a slight of hand check. Um, dirty 20. Oh, Oh, wow, you grab this one, and now you're you're swinging forward. There's just one rung between you and the, the platform. Okay. I'm going to start the juniper, juniper, juniper. The crowd takes up the, yeah. the chance. All right. All right, make another slight handshake. And I can use this after. Mm-hmm. After you roll. Twice. All right. I can use this twice. So at, at advantage, at yeah. sleight of hands, that's a 14 plus 3 or plus 4. So that's an 18. 18 is just enough as you grab it and you feel like you're going to slip and you use that momentum to throw you forward doing a backflip and landing on the, the final uh, platform. And the crowd just erupts. And Jennifer just throws her hands in the air. <laughs> And the little you that was orbiting you, as you finish, it rolls and throws its hands <laughs> and it poops away. Oh. <laughs> um, people are laughing and shouting and excited, and um, you guys hear down on the ground level, her name was Jennifer. Oh, I know her. She was my friend. 
Yeah, you know, people are yes. automatically interested yeah. in you. Yes. <laughs> this, this halfling that claims to be friends with me. She is with me. <laughs> <laughs> I know her. Um, you descend from the uh, the platform, and uh, Nim is is there to greet you with a smile on her face, and she says, "Well done," and brings you over and uh, opens her bag and roll a d twenty. See what kind of prize she has for you. Fireworks for two, baby. Come I on. get fireworks. I'm gonna be mad. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Um. She pulls out uh, a lantern. Um. I don't have seven of those. <laughs> in Go on. Tell me more about this lantern <laughs> before this turns real bad. Um. She she kind of whispers to you that this is this is a tool used by brave souls who who dare to delve into the depths of Eltor to the east. Um, it contains a rare luminescent lichen that will glow for centuries. Yeah. So it has a hood on it, and I'll give you an item name that you can put into D and D Beyond. Okay. Will it tell me about where to use it or? Um, what she told you was it's a tool that's used by the brave souls who dare to delve into the depths of Eltor. Uh, As everyone knows, that is some famous place to dive deep into. Make a make a history check. Okay. And anybody that's listening in could do, could make this check as well. If, if oh, I got in. a natural twenty. Oh, wow, yeah. guys, you were just killing well. it. You saved it all up. The dice always know. Um, Eltor Eltor is this very. Um, it's this area of the eastern continent that is shrouded in mystery. Um, the story of Eltor is that there was once a city that was extremely advanced technologically. Um, and you know, you recall the, the myth of, or the, the, the story of the myth, um, of the ruin of Eltor, um, it's somewhat like, uh, you know, Icarus who flew too too close to the sun. Um, they were they were tempting fate and dealing in things that they didn't understand, and that eventually led to the ruin of um, this great city that the first great empire in recorded history of the Dawnlands. Um, and now, uh, people. Would, would dare to plumb the depths of this fallen city to um, learn more about the mysterious past, this, this story that's shrouded in mystery. Um, and this is one of the tools that, according to Nim, um, they procured off of one of these delvers. So it's all ruins. There's no city there now at all? Yes, that's okay. correct. Okay. Yeah, nobody lives there. There is... Um, Natural twenty. That you would know that there is a. Um, sorry, let me give you more because <clears throat> you hold so well. Here we go. Um, there is a an organization called the Conclave, the Conclave of Eltor. Um, they've they kind of have a lock on the ruins. Um, they're the gatekeepers and they're not really a government. Like it's not a, it's not a, it's not a political state, but they definitely have control over the, that territory. Um, they kind of make the rules and say who can get in and out 
very few people can get in that aren't members of the, the Conclave. Um, they've delved in, into the ancient past of that specific territory, seeking to learn and understand what led to the destruction of this advanced civilization. Um, they're kind of a shadowy organization, um, and they, like, the uninitiated know very little about what they do or why they do it. But you do know that they, from time to time, will leverage their collected knowledge to trade. Um, you know, if, if they have somebody that's interested in buying information about Eltor, they consider it. So they're kind of this neutral gray organization out in the world. Okay. But you have uh, what is called in D&D terms um, a lantern. A bullseye lantern. <laughs> an ever, ever bright lantern. Ever bright lantern. And it does have a hood on it, so you don't have to light it. It's always lit because of this luminescent lichen. Um, and uh, it sheds light in a cone that's quite large. Cool. Like 60, 60 feet, I think. Great. Um, Juniper would thank her and say, that was so fun. Thank you so much. Did you, did you get this? Where did you get this? Um, she tells you that like the, the items that they hand out as prizes are often donated from people who have joined the community of the carnival. Wow, this is incredible. Thank you very much. Of course, of course. You did so well. It was really fun. Very excited. Did you uh, you get a hole punch or how does that work? Oh, right. Your ticket. Yeah. Make sure you get credit. Thank you. Alright, enjoy. Are you going to go to the show? Oh, I'll be there. And she turns to the next guest and starts starts letting people try the air gauntlet. Cool. Cool. Oh, alright. You did so good. That was so fun. Thanks for cheering me on. Good work up there. Appreciate it. want to give you a hug. She would accept it and hug him back. <laughs> Leg hug. <laughs> she was passed <clears> off <throat> of his head. Right, uh, cups. Yeah, cups. Is oh, he still there? Is he still alive? He's moving back slowly. Yeah, he's <laughs> James Paul's <laughs> yeah. He's halfway there. <laughs> yeah, look at him. Y'all see him over there? Looks like he's all checked out. You think you can trick him? Whatever he's, he's working. Trick me. I hope that's part of his game, right? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> all right, so you make your way over to. Um, the, the, it's like a, it's this very sad little sign that just says cups. And, uh, it's like, this is the smallest, like, dingiest, like, booth in the whole thing, and, um, there's, there's nothing in terms of decoration, it's just, like, a tan tent that he's only occupying, like, a third of in the front with his little table and his, his three cups, and as, as you get over, he's just now sitting back down. Oh, hello there. Would you like to play a game? Oh, I think we would, yeah. All right. Um, if you don't mind uh, putting a gold piece down, and uh, I'll just cover it up with one of these cups, and you see if you can keep track of it. All right. That sounds good to me. All right. I put a piece of gold down. Too blow never seen this game. What does, it, what does it go? Oh, yeah. Well, it goes under the cup. And he puts the cup down on the table. And he's got two others that are sitting next to it. Now watch carefully. 
because I'm tricky. It's under that cup right there. <laughs> and he, he very slowly moves to. Can't roll perception to. And then moves the outside too. Go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. 14. You see it the whole time. <laughs> There's nothing tricky about this at all. And uh, and he kind of looks over at, at uh, the two of you and kind of winks his eye as if, like, I got him. All right. Which one is it? Wow, you are good. <laughs> Barry, did you see it? I'm not asking. Just wondering if you saw it. Just wondering if you saw it. You know, I'm going to guess the wrong one on purpose. Because okay. I feel like this man <laughs> needs oh. a win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's three. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my goodness. I um, am quite skillful and dexterous as I move these cups around. It was actually in the middle cup. And he shows, oh, that was the one that was good I to get. swear I knew. That's what I was going to get. You know what? I swear. Give me your ticket. I'll, I'll give you a punch anyway. All right. <laughs> he takes <laughs> takes your gold coin. Uh, make it make an insight check. Okay. I was actually gonna try to start a conversation with him. Oh sure, yeah. If you want to, yeah. before you do that. Uh, no, insight's good. Seventeen. Um. He he seems baffled that you that you somehow got it wrong. <laughs> he's very confused that he he somehow won this game. like to play, and he's not. He's not picking up on on the deception that's happening here. No, <laughs> I can do this. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, I, I just guessed the right one. I want to try. Yeah, play it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see if I can do as well as I did last time. He pulls out his little gold piece, and he's like, "Tupo's gonna lean in." All right, make a perception check. Nineteen plus a bunch. <laughs> a few times he does one of these numbers where he's like. Ooh. Like as if that's gonna be. <laughs> that's where you got me. That's where you got me. You see, you see, two of us like watching it. <laughs> you follow it. Yeah, it's in the third cup. It's definitely in the third cup. Okay, two of gonna point to that one. Like he, like he knows it. He sighs and pulls the cup up, and sure enough, the <gasps> point is oh. very well done. And uh, he he rummages in his uh, his pocket and pulls out a, another gold coin and stacks it on top of. The one that you put and slides it back over to you. Better luck for me next time, but Ooh. we could go double or nothing if you'd like. How does it Barry, I think you got it. Yeah, you got this. Well, you have two gold now, and if you wanted to wager more, I'd be glad to give it another shot. I think you can do it. You proved yourself already. Oh. You said you knew mine. You've won twice already. Okay. Then, then okay. Because he had his ticket out ready to be punched. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then let's do, uh, do it um, one more time. Okay. Two, two gold this time then. Okay. And he puts the cup down and he starts to move them slowly around again. Make a perception check. Taking all 18 plus <laughs> three. <laughs> this time... He's moving them slowly, but then he does this one little move where 
he moves two yeah. cups into one hand and separates them, and you're like, wait a second. Okay, it's there. And then he starts moving, and now he's going a little bit faster, and at one point, he bumps the table from underneath, and the cup flies up in the air, the, the gold goes spinning, he catches the, the two gold coins in the cup and slams it down and puts another one on top of it and then separates them and moves it around again. <laughs> you are pretty sure it's either the first cup or the second, second cup, but you're not positive. Oh, it was a lot harder. <laughs> you move so fast. Um, oh, my old fingers have some nimbleness left in them. Oh, um... I feel like it is in the, uh, the first one. You got it right. <laughs> 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 cup number one. Uh, you roll well enough to, to narrow it down to two. So okay. he, he opens the cup and uh, just kind of nods his head. Well done, well done. I thought I had you on that oh, one. You were so, so tricky with your fingers. It was very good. <laughs> so he gives you four gold, you, or two more gold. Yeah. Uh, so you can add three gold to your inventory okay. and he'll punch your ticket for you. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, have you... Uh, how long has this carnival been here? Oh, um, well, we do travel around quite a bit, but, um, we've been here in this town for, it seems, months. Right. You've been doing this oh, long uh, time? Um, well, off and on, um, but, uh, not always here with, um, Sebastian. He, um... Got me out of a tight spot once, and, uh, well, made me a part of his family. What kind of tight spot? Oh, well, uh, well, these dexterous fingers haven't always been used for, um, lawful things. I, uh, may have, uh, had a, a past that I'm not proud of. Well... Don't we all? Well. Are you enjoying the carnival so far? It's very fun. I'm glad to hear it. Is there any sort of, like, membership fee? Like, does it cost anything to be a part of um, Sebastian's uh, crew? Group? Oh, no. Um, we, we just share what we have and um, take care of each other. It's, um... Uh, a luxury many of us haven't afforded in the past. Being able to um, have people, have family. <coughs> now that we're at the booth, is anything else pinging for me? Um, let's see. Let me imagine where you are in this. Uh... Still pretty close to the air gauntlet, right? Didn't we see this yeah. coming? Yeah, yeah this was, was like right next door. Uh, aside from the every every uh, lantern that's above you, you're not getting any any pings. Okay. Well, it was a real pleasure meeting you. Well, the pleasure was all mine. Um, quite an eye you've got there. Well, sometimes it feels like luck. Well, perhaps beginner's luck. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, some other people queuing up to yeah. to take the old man's money. <laughs> Little do they know. <laughs> do you guys uh, want to go deceive Delilah? 
Well, yeah. I was wondering we head over there and maybe we head to this side, the sideshow curiosities. I thought maybe. I feel like there's going to be some sort of announcement. I wanted to see the fortune teller. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Well, check them all out. Yes, I let's go see. Um, oh yes, let's go see the first and then we can do the oddities and then maybe there's a fortune teller. I am just loving this. This is a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. It, it, it feels like we just win at uh, everything that we do, so why not do everything? Well, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sure. Yeah, maybe these boys are all around today. These boys are lucky. I think so. Yeah. Well, let's go see what Delilah's debuting. Debuting. Yeah. All right, so you, you queue up. Um, there's a short line, and uh, there's actually a, a flap on this tent, and only the people that are participating in the game are, are going in, and then coming out, you see uh, one person come out and just kind of like, oh man, I was so close and, uh, you know, some other that are excitedly talking and when it's when it comes to your turn, um, she opens, you see this um, uh, this tiefling woman, um, she's got like this purplish skin and these horns that kind of curl back elegantly into um, spirals and um, she's, she's wearing, um, sort of beaded jewelry, um, lots and lots of necklaces just kind of stacked on top of each other, and, um, she says, you've come to deceive me, I suppose. Um, will it be all of you, or just... Is it okay if we come in together? Certainly. Come, come in. And you walk into, um, this, like, scent, this fragrance of, kind of, perfume that pervades the air, and, um... You see, you know, her her tent is decorated much much better than, uh, yeah. than poor old, what was his name? Benjamin. Um, Benjamin Brailwort. I don't know if you asked oh, him his name. Not. The Cubs guy going to give you a break on names. Aww. I wanted to know his name. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I prepared tonight. Um, but uh, Delilah crosses behind a table and, and sits down, and um, she says, the, the game is to tell me two things that are true and one thing that is false about you. If I guess correctly, you've lost. But if you deceive me, you've won one of these fabulous prizes. And you see she's got kind of a collection of things that are hanging behind her. Um, Who would like to participate? Does everyone want to play or just one of you? I definitely want to play. I just have to think. I want to give it a shot. All right. Those of you you that would like to play, take a moment to write down the false thing that you're going to tell me. That way we have proof of that particular thing when it comes to discerning whether you're being truthful or not. And I'll let you guys have a moment to think about a lie. If you want to write it down, you can. Two blows going to have a hard time.
Who's ready? Who would like to go first? She says. All right. All right. Please have a seat. And she motions to the chair across from her. Okay. Um, <clears throat> as I go to sit down, I'm going to cast a spell. Okay. Detect thoughts. Okay. Um, it's a wisdom 14 save. All right. And I think she only knows about probe deeper. Like, I think the surface one she doesn't know. Is right. And I don't deep? even think she has a save against it. Okay. Is that correct? Just read the specifics of the spell, because I think... Yeah, it says just... you initially learn the surface of the creature. As an action, you can either shift your attention to another creature or probe deeper. If you probe yes. deeper, then they make a saving throw. Yes, okay. okay. So you you cast the spell. You get a distinct ping as he casts the spell of, of the magic that's happening. All right. As he sits down. No, 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 no. Um, is that a somatic spell? Uh... Yes, I use a copper piece. Make a slight hand check. Just okay. you. Eight. Okay. Noted. Okay. You sit down. Um, she has a kind of a, a focused face as she closes her eyes and then opens them. What's she thinking? She's thinking uh, her surface thoughts are uh, listen intently and decipher the truth. Okay. It also says as I ask questions or interrogate somebody, it'll shift their thinking potentially. So, is that that that's a part of the uh, maybe the the probing deep deeper or is um... that? It just says questions verbally directed at the target naturally shape the course of its thoughts. Okay. So it's effective as part of an interrogation. Okay. Um, she she does uh, point to a, a small jar that uh, is it has a little sign on it that says two two gold pieces to play her game. Oh yeah, I'll put my two gold pieces in. Okay. Um. All right. All right. Tell me about yourself. Well, first. I've been on ship in the last two weeks. Hmm. What else? Different. She's, uh... I tell you what. Go ahead and make your deception check. Okay. I pooped my pants in the last hour. <laughs> you do get like a, uh, like she almost stifles a laugh, like physically, but like you can see that like it, in her thoughts, that's out. She's thinking that's outrageous. That's probably the lie. Hmm. Let's see what he says next. But it's okay because it's not the first time. It it is the first time <laughs> I pooped my pants. <laughs> Okay, you see her start to um, think hard, and she closes her eyes. It's everyone's passive perception. Um, 14. 14. 14. 
14, 14, 13. 15. Is that, that's passive wisdom perception? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15. 15. Um, you see her hand reach under the, the table, and she seems to be touching something. And you feel the same ping of magic that you just felt from Yoden. <laughs> Do her thoughts change? Because um, that's what's on the surface of Yoden's mind. <laughs> her thoughts... This is really interesting. I did not anticipate this. <laughs> this is like... Uh, you do get this like sense of... Um, uh, panic, almost. Like, oh, this is a hard one. And um, then, you, then you feel this sense of relief, but I have my own tricks. And not specifically, but... Yeah. Um, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw as she... She pushes deeper. She pushes deeper into your mind. <laughs> you know exactly what's happening here. <laughs> I've never had dueling detect thoughts before. This this is like when Harry and Voldemort's wands come together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she closes her eyes and thinks, and she says, "Well, it's clear that you've been on a, a boat. You have dock hands." Oh my god! <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> There's also a, a faint tinge of, well, I believe the third thing you told me was the lie. You got me. <laughs> oh, this just means that you're up. <laughs> this has happened before. <laughs> yes. You it handled a, it so well. It was an excellent um, try. Are you probing deeper or doing anything else? Um, I'll probe deeper while we're here. Okay. Yeah. Wisdom save? Yeah. Uh, 15. Passes. Oh, okay. Um, you feel her, her thoughts kind of drown out your your thoughts and, until you don't have control over the spell anymore and, and the magic fades. And we both know what we did to each other. It's... I don't know if she knows. It says they know either way. I mean, I guess... Oh, okay. I mean, it says... At the end of it? Either way, the target knows that you're probing into its mind... Okay, yeah, so you knew the moment that she started doing that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she just smiles at you across the table with, like, kind of a mutual respect. I tip my hat. All right. Perhaps one of you can fool me. Should I, should I do that? As I walk by, yeah. I'm going to kind of whisper, wouldn't push your luck. <laughs> Well, whoever goes next, I was going to talk to Yoda about his pants. <laughs> okay. Sure. Have a seat. Um, I have. Uh, okay. These things I use to keep you happy. I can help to maybe clean your pants if you want. There's, I don't want them to stink. This is for you. Can you do that for me? Well, of course I would. <laughs> Meet me at the outhouse in five minutes. Getting, getting stains out of pan, uh, clothing is like one of my do. things, man. I'm, I'm good at that. Oh my gosh. She um, kind of rubs her temples a little bit and opens her eyes and looks at you and pauses for a moment. Okay, tell me about yourself. Okay. Um, I once defeated a giant lobster creature. Hmm. I've eaten a thousand eggs in one sitting. 
And I've never had tea before. Oh, she's good. good Make a deception check. thousand eggs in one sitting, but I do believe that it was the last thing you told me that was a lie. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to hear her explanation for that later. I'll have to hear that story of a thousand eggs. You were there. You were there. It was when she was a lizard. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. You were thinking it was like you a do, cool hand Luke yeah. reference. You do not sense that ping of magic from her on this as you sit across from her. She was just that good at reading She was just me? that good at reading Or just reading me. She, good she saw me and knew I'd had tea. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so she asks you to deposit your two gold and she takes your ticket from you. Oh yeah, two gold. This place is making it broke. Either of you up for the challenge? Tupelo wrote something on his paper. He's ready. I don't, I don't think so. No for you, but perhaps for you. Have a seat. So he hands you this piece of paper. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> she oh. she puts it on the center of the table uh-huh. without yes, letting to it be revealed. Be, yes. yes. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Tell me about yourself. Okay. Um, I am a uh, half-eaten boy. Um, my name is uh, Tupulo, (laughs) and I eat rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Going to roll for deception. (laughs) A disadvantage, I guess. A A five. (laughs) Does she peer into my mind? She she <laughs> What's that? Did you add your plus? I, oh you, no, I didn't. It's actually uh, eighteen or an eight. I added three to my yeah. eight. She 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 doesn't pause before she mm-hmm. says, "I don't think your body would agree with the rocks." And she <gasps> looks at the piece of paper <laughs> that says, "I eat rocks." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. She asks you to deposit your two gold. Okay. <laughs> she takes your ticket. It might have been Oof. the pie on your mouth. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Surely you could do better. I think anyone could do better. <laughs> so, why not give it a shot? What do you have to lose? Juniper is really uncomfortable with the idea of like telling secrets or lies to a stranger. So she just says, "You're really good at what you do, Lila, but I don't think so. Not tonight." She saw right through my stories. You did. I don't know how. (laughs) Tupelo. It's amazing. Oh my name is Tupelo. (laughs) (laughs) She knows. The name suits you. Jesus. <laughs> Alright, well if that's all, I will um, call the next guest. Have a good evening. Well, thank you. It's so thank nice you. to meet you. <laughs> you guys. I'm at that one house. <laughs> I'm gonna accompany him over there and, and help clean out his pants. <laughs> that's right. what friends are for. 
So the two of you <laughs> step aside. Uh, do you tell them where you're going, or? Oh sure. You had to mention it. He just disappears. Yeah. <laughs> you never were to ask as you walk away. Yeah, I'm going to help. Jordan, I did not know that he had this um, problem, so I'm going to go help him. <laughs> very, very kind of you. Yon's going to treat it like it's a drug deal. He's like at the outhouse, like, all right, great. I don't mention this. Just help me out real quick. Okay. All right. So I get up my little scrubbers and then I scrub it out. Like I did with his hat. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. I mean, there's prestidigitation involved, so there. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and change. Well, I mean, how strong is this? Is my cantrip going to handle it? Can my cantrip <laughs> clean this out? Yeah. I okay. Think, okay. I think it can. The two of you have a moment, you come out of the tent and you see to your, your left that uh, there's a little ring toss game that's happening if you want to give your give it a shot or if you want to just wait here for... No, let's church. do it. Ring toss sounds fun. Yeah. All right. By the way, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It was so fun. I really liked this. I didn't think I was going to like this. I was going to give you one of her rocks. <laughs> Jeez, that was beautiful. Okay. <laughs> um... You step over to to this. Uh, there's a lot of people that are playing this game, and you, they're kind of all circled around the the jugs that are in the center of this ring. And you know, people are just kind of dropping two two gold here and there to to get three three of these little rings, these little wooden rings that um, they're trying to flick onto the the jugs. It is not going well. Nobody has has won as you you've watched. And this looks like a very difficult thing to do, but. Um, eventually the, the person that's manning this booth comes around and offers you three rings for two gold. Three rings for two gold. Mm-hmm. It's like the Neiman Marcus of Carnival. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Juniper is, is very upset with these high prices. Yeah. Can you put a price on a good time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, do you want to play? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Easily enough, it's just a dexterity check, and it's a very high DC to try and ring... One of these rings onto the top of the bottle. Do we get to roll three times? Yes. Okay. Three, tr- three shots at it. I don't. I don't want to use my the box anymore. Ten. No. Bing, bing, bing. It just kind of skitters off. Golly bless three. Three. <laughs> you don't even hit the bottles. Like it doesn't make it to the stack. Use my big boy. Eleven. Nope. Still not, still not getting it. Oh, that's, that's a natural 20. 20. Really? Yeah. All right. Plus for it to two. Uh, Plus two. two. All right. Um, I didn't even. I was like, wait, is that the? <laughs> <laughs> you, after the first one doesn't quite make it, you like line this one up and you give it a little bit of flick, and you watch as it twirls in the air and thunk lands right on top of one, and people are looking around like, what did it happen? Like. There's this moment of like everybody's excited for you, and the the man that's um, that's running the booth, um, he you know he he comes over and he says, uh, well, I've got I've got something for you here, and um, you can roll a d20 to see what you got, and I'll take both of your tickets. You still got you still got a chance at it, right? Mm-hmm. Juniper has like a flash of frustration <laughs> before she remembers that she needs to be excited for her friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ten. Ten. All right. Did we already roll a ten? Mm-mm. Eleven. Okay. Oh, interesting. All right. Um, <clears throat> he pulls out... Do you want one of these? Do you want one of these? Yeah. I do. I'm going to join. He's keen. He pulls out a um, an old, dusty-looking hat. Like, uh, <laughs> like a Newsies hat, you know? Like, oh, that's awesome. 
what do you call these things? They're not fedoras. No, it's yeah, it's like a newsie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. So hot. And um, he tells you, this little trinket was found in one of the free cities of Tarith. It's uh, got a peculiar quality to it. And he puts it on his head. Let me just double check that I know how this works. Trinket of what? Tarith? Uh, from the one of the free cities of Terra. Um, <clears throat> he puts it on his head and he says the word bat. And he opens his eyes and you see on his head like it's starting to the hat is starting to move as if there's something underneath it. And he takes the hat off and a bat flies away. What? And he hands it to you and says, I think you'll enjoy it. Oh my. You have a hat of vermin. Ew, that's perfect for that's you! That's so perfect! <laughs> it was meant to be. That was perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wee! Awesome. Do you want to make your last spring toss? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I do. 20. 20. Okay. Um, yeah, you flick it, and it kind of bounces off one, and like bounces back the other direction and then somehow lands on another one. The guy's like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> um, and he does the same thing. He go ahead and roll a, a d20. Oh, he man. pulls something else out from under the counter. Five. <laughs> he pulls out a potted plant and sits it on the, the table. And you see, make a history check at advantage. Okay. You know things. Uh, 13. Um, you've heard of these, but you've never seen one. Um, this is a Lunarian Snapdragon. Mm. It's an exotic plant that eats meat. Oh, gracious. Okay. <laughs> and you see the little head on it is, like, closed, and he, like, kind of tickles it under the, what would be a chin if it was not a plant, <laughs> and it kind of opens up, and you see inside <laughs> that it's got these, like, almost teeth-like looking um, thorns inside that seem to like trap small bugs or vermin. Um, but congratulations, you have a, a meat-eating plant. That's a custom item. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Do with that what you will. <clears throat> That's fun. All right. Um, you guys come back in time to see them um, getting their, their prizes from the, the ring toss. You You're welcome to give it a shot if you want. Are you going to put the pants back on or are you going to... Oh, I'll put them on. Okay. Yeah. Put the other ones back in my bag in case I need them. Nice. Guys, we both won this. No one has won this. We both won this. Look at my hair. Oh, wow. That's a good looking hat. Does it feel like we are winning everything? We have so many wins. Ready? Ooh, Don't touch it. Ready? Don't touch it. Ready? All right. All right. All right. Let's Ready? see. Oh, Jim was <laughs> like, ready? Ready? Put your finger in. No, I don't want to. Put your finger in it. Alright. Gotta snap down your, your finger. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't like these. <laughs> Didn't like that one bit. Like Donations. Candy oh, for television. So well, oh, uh, we know our past, but we don't know our future. 
Was it time for the show yet? Well, Ooh. fortune teller. You haven't seen oh, anybody moving towards the main thing yet? Yeah, fortune teller. Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody seen any funnel cakes? I don't know what that is. What is a... It's like fried dough. Make a perception check. Or investigation. Your choice. What is the sugar thing that they... Uh, oh, yeah. Heard Twelve. The, the sugar dough, sugar ball. You don't find any funnel cakes. But you do find uh, a booth labeled Jodenvoss Sugar Snow. <clears throat> I'm always down for something like that. Mm-hmm. I just can we get some of that and then we'll go to the fortune teller. Mm-hmm. Sure, let's taste all the way to this whole place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a, a dwarf standing behind a, a little cart, um, and um, she's um, right now she's scooping out some of this snow-like substance into a little paper cone um, that she's handing to people. Is it cold? It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is snow, and um, she explains that uh, in the tradition of, of Jodenvoss to the north, um, this is uh, this is one of their favorite, the, the children's favorite uh, sweets, um, and that you know it's kind of the uh, the thing that they begin every meal with. Um, they have a little bit of, of sugar snow. Um, there are three flavors: honeycomb, maple, and salted caramel. While they're in line for that, I'm gonna go grab another Thunderhold. Okay. <laughs> make a make a constitution save there. <clears throat> will they refill my horn? Oh, yeah, they will. It's seven uh, just seven silver. I rolled one. One. <laughs> you're you're tipsy, I believe. You Ask if they sold out of the mead. Oh, how's the mead sales going? Uh that's a good question. Let's see how the mead sales went. They're sold out. Uh, y'all want some more? I'm trying to empty this jug out. <laughs> <laughs> Drink for free. Well, yes. Uh, 20 gold. Of course. If, uh, if there's any left, it uh, seems to be a hot ticket item. I've already made a profit on it. Can you take a half a G? Sure. I'll call it uh, ten, 10 gold. I can do that. All right, then. All right. <laughs> he sells you, or he, he buys another, <laughs> another half gallon of mead from you. Apparently he's selling this at, at a quite quite the cost to uh, yeah. <laughs> make it worth it for him. Uh-huh. Um, sorry, what were you guys in? Well, so I don't eat cold food unless I have to, so I'm not gonna have oh. any. But I go for it. I'm good. I was just coming here to support. Sorry, you. I was wanting warm warm food. I. Had so Dilo's much already food. paying for some honey snow. He wants honey to eat a snowball. snowball. Yeah, there you go. The uh, the the lady, the dwarf that's doling out the snow, hears you say that, and she says, "Well, you can get yourself a giant turkey leg across the way." Also, don't eat meat. Oh. Well, then it's pies for you. Mm. And she points to the uh, pie of the free cities stall that's mm. close by. Thank you. <laughs> what flavor do you select? I will have some. I'll do the salted caramel. Okay. How um, much is it? It is uh, four silver pieces. Okay. A deal. I will. I will pay for mine and for others. Oh, it's eight silver. Okay. What? What's a? You're having the honeycomb. Yeah, we're not doing the honeycomb, of course. Um. <clears throat> I would say that the honeycomb is slightly disappointing to you, mm. in that like. Yeah. It's not fresh honeycomb. It's been yeah. preserved That's for good. a while. Yeah. Um, you know, the, it's still delicious. Yeah. 
it's a delectable treat, but it's, you know, you're thinking, I could probably make this better sure. with my, my honeycomb. That's okay. I don't want to tell them that. I'm <laughs> too polite. It's um, the salted caramel is delectable. It's delicious, and uh, it's quite the treat, and it leaves you feeling kind of excited and energized and, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Feel pretty good. Really good. Really, really, really. Can good. you believe that they start the meal overseas? No, I can't. This is very sweet. Feeling real good. Real good. 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 Should, uh, what else did we want to do? See um, the oddities and uh, the fortune, fortune teller. Yo, Nam. And uh, he walks back over and holds his horn up and chugs it down. Yeah. <laughs> Unprompted. Uh, he's yeah. He's feeling merry. Or. Uh, at least, at least tipsy. Um, yeah, so you guys are making your way to the... Fortune teller. Fortune teller. Okay. <clears throat> um, where did she go? There she is. You make your way to a tent that's tucked back in the, in the corner. Um, nobody seems to be here at the moment. And uh, the... Um, the flap of the tent is slightly open, and as you step in, you, um, the, the smell of burning incense and kind of that smoky haziness in the air, like, it, it kind of welcomes you into this new space altogether. It feels totally different and apart from everything that's happen- happening outside, and the, the, um, the sounds fade from, from outside until you just see... Um, you you kind of hear the the incense burnings quietly in the uh, in the corners, and um, you see the the light that's kind of percolating in from the lanterns outside. But in here, it takes on like kind of a, a darker, bluer hue. And um, as you enter, um, <clears throat> a air genesee. Um, she has like white uh, skin and. Um, she, her, her hair is, is cut very, very short, um, kind of a pixie cut. Um, and she has piercings all down, like her, both sides of her ears. Um, and she, she looks up and she says, Welcome. I am Estoria Dragunov. Would you like to know what has been and what will be? And she's like got this very like, you know, um, commanding presence yeah. of the room. Oh, yes, yes, please. Are we all in together? Sure. Uh, it's up to you. Who yeah. who went in and who did not? I went in. Oh yeah. yeah. Everybody go in. I'm in, but I would be like hanging by the door a little bit. Okay. Just. All right. A little skeptical. Right. Um, she, she looks to each of you and says, a donation of two gold is what I found to be appropriate. Donation? Yes. Does it go to a good cause? Yeah, where does money go? It's alright, it's fine. It helps us sustain our community. My way of life here. That's great, that's great. Slides over two gold, mesmerized. Okay. <clears throat> so, 
What is it that you've come seeking in my tent? Um, I have come seeking um, what will be. What will be. We should look to the past and present. That will lead us to the future. And she pulls out a couple, uh, a couple decks of cards mm-hmm. and sits them on the table and begins to shuffle the cards. Okay. The whole time she's just kind of, her eyes don't leave you. They just kind of stay locked and transfixed on you. Make a perception check. Sixteen. Um, you notice that one of her eyes is this white, like, um, very light blue. And uh, the other is this deep, deep um, emerald green. And um, as she shuffles, both eyes just kind of seem to bore into your your soul a little bit. Blues, yeah. <laughs> so she takes one of the decks and flips uh, two cards over on the table. <clears throat> and they are... Are you doing some dark magic back there? The philanthropist and the rogue. Oh, yes. Sorry, did you buy tarot cards for this? <laughs> Not for this, but... <laughs> these are these are a D&D accessory. Okay. Yeah, Wait till your parents find out. I was right. like... <laughs> she looks deep into your eyes and says, I see a past of servitude to others. Oh, she's good. You have done many deeds that that have had the focus of another in mind. This is true. But now you have left that life and taken the way of the rogue. Your present is shrouded in mystery. You don't know what each day will bring, for every day is new. Such is the way of the rogue. (laughs) I'm probably feeling a little emboldened about being called a rogue. Where will this lead? And she lays down a card that says beast and has a uh, depiction of a hideous creature crawling from the depths of darkness. Oh, is, it, is it good or is it bad? Oh, I'm afraid only you will decide when it is time. For the beast confronts us all. Will you remain that philanthropist that you once were? Or will you become something new? Something perhaps greater and go something that denies everything that you have learned and come to be. So full of mystery. (laughs) (laughs) She like very dramatically like closes her eyes and breathes in deep. Thank you for your time. And she scraps the (laughs) scraps the cards off of the table. (laughs) Oh man. Tupo feels like he's been pierced. <laughs> he was in. Deep. He was in. 
would like to go next? I'll go. All right, Ale. Have a seat. By the way, uh, she has she has offered her collection bucket to each of you as you've entered. They're going to the dentist. They get a bigger prize. <laughs> she will. She will actually. Uh, Punch oh, punch cards, really? Oh, okay, cool. Well, let's make it official. <laughs> Very good. Are you getting a reading? I took two gold out, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> as you sit down across from her, she, she goes through the same rigmarole, but with some new flair as she turns cards differently in her hands and looks deeply into your, into your eyes. Um, shuffling the cards, she... Uh, she asks you, and is there anything in particular that you are trying to learn about yourself? Um, will I, will I ever see my friend again? Hmm. And she takes a moment. Perhaps we should probe the past for answers. And she waits her first card down. <laughs> ah. The transmuter. Perhaps your friend was one who took certain objects and changed them, made them into something new. I'd be pulling on yours. She lays the second card down. The merchant. There is some new endeavor in your some <clears throat> calling, perhaps a place of business that you have recently come into possession of. Oh, you did not Bring me up. I did all the cleaning recently. <laughs> and she lays down the last card. Ah, the Timeter. I am afraid that your friend may have been persuaded to stay in the place that she last was for some great calling or something more sinister. <gasps> Tubo's gonna clutch his boa. <laughs> I'm still wearing that vivid vest. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And she, she does like a little a little bow, a very um, self-indulgent bow, as she moves her, her gaze over to the two that have not yet received a reading. Go ahead, you. Whoa, Pamos is so strong. And she looks at you. And what is it that you, what knowledge is it that you seek with the spirits? just really want to know where I could find some funnel cakes. <laughs> <laughs> of course she couldn't play along. Funnel cakes. She lays <laughs> your past card out. Ah, there's a druid. You come from a land of natural splendor where people find themselves in harmony elements of nature. Strange. She goes down the present card. A soldier. But you have forsaken this life of 
nature to become something more. Juniper's like... This <laughs> is not getting a read. Do we get anything off of She's not even okay. looking at the cards as they're being laid <laughs> She's just like... Ah, but I have some bad news. This funnel cake you speak of has been locked away in a deep, dark place where you may never see it ever again. Oh no. So I don't get funnel cakes. Thank you. And she... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it? The dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like I learned a little bit about Juniper, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it that you come you know, me the universe about? I wonder, uh, the future of my people, hmm. where things are heading with the Empire. Yes. Yes. She's like really hamming it up at this point because <laughs> she's got a rat audience who's <laughs> all four of you have given into her. Ah, the amateur. You have pretended to be something you are not in the past. Right. For perhaps who you were is not who you were wanted to be. It burns my biscuits. And now you torment yourself with questions of your past, regrets, things you wish you had done differently. And with a flourish, <laughs> she lays down <laughs> the last card. Ah. But the raven brings ill tidings for your people. For the shadow that looms over them is only darkening. Is there anything I can do? Stop it? It is not for me to say. And she sweeps the cards <laughs> away. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> And um, just like that, she like her her demeanor changes, and she's like, "Well, thank you very much for coming, and uh, enjoy your stay." She like ushers you out of her tent. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> no questions. Okay. Do we get the dentist prize on the way out the door? Do we, is she handing the bucket? No, she she punched your ticket, oh, okay. so you're okay. one step closer. Okay. Anybody that has four punches can oh. go to the uh, the prize stand to <gasps> collect their. Uh, you know, their, their prize. Oh, I'd like to do that. And I also want to go to the front gate. Okay. To okay. Um, anything else that anybody wants to do? Wasn't there like some sort of tent that was kind of unmarked? Um, it, there was a tent um, that... I'm trying to think of which one. I don't think any of them were unmarked, but there was, there was a, a larger tent, oh. the largest of the ones that are here on the lawn. That was the um, sideshow of curiosity. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd love to stop there on the way in to the big show. Yeah. All right. Um, is it, does everybody have four punches at this point? Or Just yes. three. Just three? The, four, the three of you have four? Um, so, yeah, if you, depending on what order you want to go, um, you can go collect your prizes now or go to the ticket booth. Where, where are you heading? You guys can divide and conquer if you want. I'm going to hit a ticket booth. I'll go too. Okay. 
With him? You're gonna go do the bottle cap toss one more time? Mm-mm. I don't need a prize. Don't need a prize. Mm-hmm. You already got one. Mm-hmm. Quadrina up there? Um, so make an investigation check. I'll get a prize. We're gonna go get my prize. <clears throat> okay. If it's really good, maybe I'll go do the bottle toss again. Mm-hmm. Eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, as you get over to the ticket booth, you see that it's dark. And um, looking around, it doesn't seem like anybody is here. Um, it seems like People have purchased their tickets, and um, the gate is currently closed. All right, guess uh, she's gone. Maybe she is already going inside. There we go. Look for. I felt like she's about to get us to hook up. She did speak of um, the stories as if she heard them a lot. Maybe she likes to uh, stop the tickets and then go in and see. So maybe we will see her inside. Maybe she does that. Uh, as we're walking back, I want to be looking really closely for Quadrina. Okay. Um, yeah, make a perception check. Um, when you get to the the little tent that has like lots of prizes hanging around, um, you uh, the man that's that's there uh, pulls two things off the rack and sit and offers you the choice of either of them. Roll roll two d twenties. Twenty two. Twenty two. You do. You catch sight of Quadrina. She's actually, uh, there's a small group that's gathered in front of the the big top, the main tent. And um, you see that she's there kind of uh, talking with other people. It seems like she's in preparation for whatever happens next. I'm going to walk up to her. And if there's like a moment of in between to get her attention. Yeah. Hey. Oh, hello. Yes, hey, it's so back. great to see you again. Well, it's... Pleasure to see you. Um, I actually put in a word with Sebastian, and um, he said he'd love to meet with you after the show. After show night? Yes. Ah, look. Um, well, <laughs> she kind of takes what a minute. What pants <laughs> are you it, wearing right now? To take it all in. Out. <laughs> the big balloon pants. No, he put it in the pants. Oh, you put your pants yeah, yeah, yeah. That was important. He put your pants <laughs> He's Sorry, a big, he's a big boy. Yeah, 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 he's a big boy. Um, <laughs> I do like the vest. It's uh, it's quite the touch. Right, look. Yes. All right, cool. Yeah, this is a good day. Thank right. you so much. Of course. Did I just walk up there after? Oh, come come and find me. Um, I'll be helping direct people out of the out of the tent after the show. All right, man. All right. All right. All right. Don't, don't be nervous. Sebastian is uh, easy to talk to. I look nervous. Hi, nervous. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. That's no, Miss Miss Red. Yeah. And she just kind of looks yeah. at you with like a question mark on her face. Right. Yeah. Yeun's got some nervous energy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what were your two rolls? Eighteen and eleven. Eighteen and eleven. Um, roll the eleven again because we've already had one of those. Oh yeah. Thirteen. Okay. Um, he tells you he he brings this little um, this little vial of paint, and he says, um, "This is Moodmark paint. Uh, it's a favorite of of Aranthornian children, um, children from Aranth- the kingdom of Aranthorn. Um, it's uh, they they like to paint it on their faces, and it uh, it changes color with their mood. So it's oh, like a, a mood ring, but in, in face paint form." Uh, the other thing that he holds out is, is a staff. Um, it's, it's like this woven um, wooden staff that um, 
has uh, it just has like a faint um, flower carved into the top of it. And he tells you that the uh, the gardens of Lunaria are rich and lush due to um, do much to their fair climate, but also to the spirit of their caretakers. And uh, the wood of this staff is imbued with the energy of a Lunarian gardener. It's sure to spruce up any flower bed. Ooh, that's that's my style. All right, he hands you the, the staff, staff, and you have a staff of flowers now. That's oh my cool. gosh. <clears throat> Uh, all right. Anything else you guys are doing? Um, depending on timing, I might head back up to the prize booth sure. where they're at. Sure. Get that taken care of. Reconvene there. Yeah. Sure. Um, anybody that has four punches on their ticket can cash them in. Cash them in. Right. Cash them in. Um, 2D20s, 2D20s. Mm-hmm. Do we get the ticket, we turn the ticket in, or we get to keep it as like a souvenir? Like- they tear off the the corner of it and then hand cool. it back to you. So to you blow it like that. 15 and 9. 15 and 9. Alright. Um, he pulls a small coin out and uh, tells you that um, those who dare to explore deep caves, such as those in Eltor, um, would find this a useful tool, a tool. It's a coin of delving. It emits a faint light. And when you drop it, um, you anybody within 600 feet of where it hits by the tone of the, the coin can hear exactly how far the, the drop is. Mm-hmm. Um, he also gets a small um, little bottle with like a little spray top on the, uh, on the top and tells you that the women of Arenthorn are said to be bewitching uh, is it because of their natural beauty or their favorite fragrance? You be the judge. This is perfume of bewitching. Well, I've spent a lot of my days in the caves. So, alright. Trying to stay out of mine. I'll take the perfume. <laughs> she hands you the perfume. You can add perfume of bewitching and, and see exactly how that works and what it does. That's cool. Uh, 18 and 9. 18. Uh, roll the 18 again. And roll the 9 again. Go for this. Uh, 19 and 7. Alright, uh, he pulls out what looks to be very similar to the, the souvenir horn that you mm-hmm. you have, um, but this one has a flat bottom so it, it sits upright. Oh, that's and um, he holds it and he tells you uh, that this is from the rich brewing culture of Thunderhold. Oh my and, gosh, my goodness. Uh, he, uh, what was the other? The other? Uh, 7. 7. He grabs, um, <laughs> uh, it looks like an upside-down um, goldfish bowl, um, and he tells you that the, uh, the explorers of Lock uh, Amin use these. Uh, they capture about an hour's worth of air and allow you to breathe underwater. What? Jordan, what, uh, which one do you think I should choose? I wasn't listening. Um, there's, uh, there's a cup and there's uh, a bowl for your head to breathe. Cup or a bowl? Yes, uh, cups to drink and uh, a bowl for your head to breathe. Uh, I think cup fits you, suits you. Okay. All right. So you take the, uh, the tankard of plenty. Tankard of plenty. Tankard of plenty. Add that to your inventory. Let's see. That was it, right? Yeah, you're not doing yours. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> So, uh, around the time that you guys are turning in, 
your tickets, um, you hear a voice that rings out over the line. Um, the, there's a clear, the sky's clear overhead and the moon and stars are shining brightly. Um, and this voice, it seems like it, it's issuing from every colored lantern above you. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the moment you have been waiting for has at last arrived. Please join us in the big top. Our main event will start momentarily. And there's like kind of some excited murmurs and uh, kind of a rushing to, to, you know, as everybody kind of um, uh, begins hurrying to finish up the games that they're playing and are leaving the tents. Um, and you notice that the, the lanterns closest to the ticket booth um, start to dim ever so slightly. And as you're watching this, and I assume moving towards the, the big top tent. Yodin moving quick. Oh, yeah. they get a good <laughs> We're yeah. trying to like just keep up with yeah. it. So Yodin probably doesn't doesn't recognize this, but as you're like trying to keep up and you're kind of looking back over your, your shoulder, um, you notice that those lanterns are dimming, and over the next few moments, darkness begins to cascade down the line as if like all the you lights are no going You have no choice but to go to the big tent. Yeah. yeah. Um, until only as you, as you kind of arrive at the... Uh, at the, the line, the queue that's moving into the, the main area, the main tent, um, only the red and white striped big top remains splendorously lit in mm -hmm. all sorts of splashes of color. You guys go inside? Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Walking inside, the interior of the tent appears even larger than it did when you looked at it from the outside. Almost impossibly so. Um, the uh, adults and children gasp and ooh and awe at the sight of the beautifully decorated dirt uh, ring in the center of the tent. Wooden stands surround the ring, and people are filing into their seats while um, members of the carnival um, greet their guests, throwing aromatic flowers out into the crowd to the little ones and waving to everyone from the edge of the, the ring. Have we sat down? No, you're like just about to file into. Okay. Is this only standing or is there other seats? Oh no, there's there's okay. like uh, stadium seating. Okay. Stands that it's like theater in the round. They surround the entire ring. I want to ask everybody around us if they've been here before. Like everybody sure. that I can, I want to ask. Have you been here before? Have you been here before? Have you been here before? Okay. Um, let's call that an investigation check as you just try and like tug on people to ask them if they've. Um, you know, a few people are like, oh no, I have to, no. everyone you ask, not a single person has no been here. No one has been here before, or at least the people around us. Okay. Yeah. I'm nervous. You gonna find a spot? Uh, I think we should over here. And he's like, scouting out the room, like, trying to find the closest seat. I think best side line? Yeah. Yeah. Juniper is like checking the exits, like making sure that she knows where the closest yep. like, I am out too. is. Sure. Yeah, and make, she would try. She would try to advocate for um, sitting at the end of one of the seats. Like okay. even if we were closer up, just like being on the end. Sure. You see, Yoden starting to like push towards the the middle. I'm assuming. It says yeah, twenty. Twenty. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, yeah, you feel like you have a good bead. The, the main entrance that you came in is the one that most people are filing through, but it seems like that might be a, an exit over there, maybe that the staff use, and maybe there's, I don't know, there's kind of towards the back, there's um, like a smaller tent inside of the tent, and it looks like maybe the staging area where uh, performers would, you know, enter the ring. Would I notice that people, like, who work at the carnival are posted up at the exits, or...? You definitely see a couple of people that are, like, welcoming people into the tent through the main entrance. Um, in the other entrances and exits, the, the flaps are closed. You don't really see anybody else around. Um, can we get within 30 feet of the stage? Uh, so as you push towards the stage... Uh, I think Juniper was suggesting that you guys find a, a seat on the end. I don't mind being close to the stage. I just don't want to be on the middle of the stadium seats, yeah. shoved in between people. Yeah, it'd be horrible to have the best seat in the house. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll sit over here. I'll sit in the middle. I, I gotta have a good seat. Okay. Juniper might have to go to the bathroom, so he was thinking because he drank a lot of beer, maybe he <laughs> should like sit in case he needs to run out and, and pee or something. Yeah. So he's like. Thinking he made it sit in the end. <laughs> I'll sit with y'all. It's fine. Oh, no, as long as we can be with about 30 feet. Sure. Ear shots. Yeah, it's great. You guys find, uh, so these stadium seats go back probably like a dozen rows, and you find uh, a seat on the end in the second row that you're able to kind of t- tuck into for the worst okay. Cool. Do I know how the tanker works, or do I know that it is a special thing or not? I think the person that gave it to you would probably, in okay. explaining the history, would probably tell you, and there's a trick to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, um, Yoden's going to pull out his jug and see if everybody wants some meat. Sorry. Are you asking how it works? No. <laughs> Do you Does want to know? Tupelo know how it works? So, he got told yeah. that he just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, Yoden's going to pull out his jug and ask if everybody wants to drink a meat. Sure, just. Yeah. Pretty game. Uh, I've got my, cup. my, I want to my souvenir cup. Again. I'm gonna put you, this okay. Okay. That's the thunderful yeah. cup? Yeah. Do I roll a Yoden's gonna ask 20, if you want to trade. Like a D20 to the see. <laughs> yes. What uh, is no, it again? You don't. Oh, sorry, oh, it's gosh, a yeah, 30, 30 foot radius. Yeah, um, I just want to know. Like, Make a slide of hand check. It goes into yeah. alcohol. Oh, it does? It's, it's, 18. Okay, you feel pretty confident that you know, very subtle about casting the spell and... What is your perfume do? Uh, makes you sweet. <laughs> Maybe trade perfume for beer cup. Anyways. Nice. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize you guys were having a thing. Um, so, Ellery, to cast Detect Magic, um, you do start to sense um, there is something about the tent itself that is magical. It feels like... Um, Can I sense whether it's, like, dark? I think I think that goes beyond the purview okay. of the spell, but it would give you, like, a... a school, right? A school. So, um, I think this would be... Uh, this, is a, this is an odd one, so let me make sure I'm telling you the right thing. Is there any need left, or did you, give it, did you sell it? I saved half a gallon. Okay. I'm gonna put that some of that in my horn and try to pass it around. Get everybody drinking. Definitely, definitely some illusion magic, but also transmutation. So like, illusion being like making things look or seem different. Um, transmutation meaning like changing, like 
something's been changed or altered magically. And thinking about it, it makes sense that like when you're walking in, this looks like a huge tent from outside, but inside it looks enormous. Like there, there has to be some sort of magical trickery going on to fit this much in this space. Okay. Okay. You take a drink? Mead? I'm gonna put it to my mouth and make it look like I'm drinking to you, but I'm not gonna actually take a drink. Slow deception. Deception. Let's go. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> let's see if I get one. <laughs> Since he's looking, uh, deception or sleight of hand, your, your choice. Okay. Uh, 15. 22. Ah! <laughs> 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 Didn't say anything. He just... <laughs> <laughs> People are going to drink mead. Yeah? All right. Um, anybody that's drinking, make another constitution saving throw. I did. Five. Five. <laughs> and you were already tipsy? I mean, it was a while ago, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're merry now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is, that, is it tipsy, and then merry, yep. and then pippin? Then and, okay. <laughs> then pippin. Five. You had uh, five. You're also merry. Nice. Uh, you both have advantage on charisma checks still. And saves against being frightened, but you do now have disadvantage on uh, dex, intelligence, or wisdom checks. Who needs that shit? <laughs> that is going to be a great show. <laughs> you see uh, Yoden kind of stumbling as he slides into his seat. Uh, all right. Um, so as people kind of make their way in, again, like, you know, there's the, the staff that's handing out, out flowers, and it's kind of this um, just general jovialness to the to the place um some music kind of sourceless coming bouncing around the the room um and um the lights begin to dim in the stands and um they become bright in just the ring as an announcement rings out in the same voice Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your host for this evening has ventured through the Donlands for years, facing treacherous seas, delving deep into dangerous caves, cutting his way through the densest jungles, passing through the least hospitable deserts and over the most treacherous mountain ranges, treating with people of all cultures and civilizations, all in an effort to curate the most curious, the most exotic, the most exciting exhibition the world has ever seen. And tonight, he would like to share the profit of his endeavors with his cherished new guests, you. Introducing the one, the only, the infamous Sebastian Silas, and the crowd just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crowd erupts. People are going pretty crazy at this point. It seems like you guys aren't the only people that have been drinking, and there's yeah. a just a, a general merriment in the crowd. Are there strangers near us, like getting excited too? Oh yeah. Okay, I'm gonna be trying to like cheers on the horn, yelling Jotunheim. Yeah, yeah. Several people take you up on it and uh, and and you know cheers. And... Is anyone else around us glowing? Uh, or are we the only one? Okay, yes. good. We're not the only yes. ones. So actually, people. interestingly enough, as you enter the tent, and you've probably seen this a few other times because you've been inside, um, especially at the uh, the fortune teller, but um, you notice that when you are not in the moonlight. 
that glow fades and it's just very pretty colors cool. but when you're out in the moonlight it's gotcha. actually glowing um so in this room you, you know even though many people are wearing the boas it's not illuminating cool. the stands um all right so uh you you see a man um he's got a, a bright red suit um and that, that has a black tie and his um he his his ears you notice are, are kind of pointed and maybe a little bit furry and he's got these horns that pop out of his head that look like a goat's horns um they kind of like curl back and his hair is kind of slicked back into his his hair dark black uh hair into his horns um and you see that he kind of gracefully steps into the center and the lights seem to just kind of him in on every side until they're just illuminating him in a, a pool of light. And he um, has kind of a quiet demeanor to him. And as he speaks, it's almost as if he's whispering, but you, you can hear him just fine. And it seems like everybody, you know, nobody is straining to, to hear. And he says... Good evening, my new and honored guest. It is a privilege to stand before you tonight, and I am humbled by your presence and enthusiasm in sharing my wild wonders of the West. And there's like a few little whispers and murmurs, but not applause outright. He's definitely commanded the energy of this room. Before we proceed, I must warn you, what you will see tonight may bewilder your senses. The stunts of some of our performers may shock you or terrify you. The creatures you see will most certainly strike fear and wonder into your heart. But I assure you that every single member of our cast knows very well the risks involved. Every single member, and they have accepted such death-defying odds in an effort to delight and amuse you, our valued guests of honor. And he kind of does like a flourish um, as he bows, and um, that ring of light begins to expand to fill the ring once again. <clears throat> and the music changes um, you see uh, that the light is beginning to take on a, a different hue, um, more red to match the suit that he's wearing. And he says, I would like to begin our story tonight in the glades of Lunaria, that enchanted land that seems to sit on the edge of reality, for its beauty is incomparable. I found myself some time ago sleepwalking through the vast forests and rolling green plains. I say sleepwalking, for when I met Nim, Finn, and Lo, I could not be sure if they were of the waking world or if they were objects of my dreams. And he kind of bows and like steps back out of the ring. And you watch now as three identical elvish women, one of which you saw um, out. Nim from the dexterity. Uh... So, um, they're they're wrapped in these form-fitting um, uh, 
bodysuits. I don't, I don't know clothes, but they're like, you know, single colors. Um, and really the only thing that distinguishes each from the other is their hair. They have different haircuts, but they, they almost look identical. Um, and they begin to perform acrobatic feats, um, doing handsprings and flips, and then almost um, dancing into the center of the ring. They begin to contort their bodies and turn, and now they're stacking one on top of the other in these impossible arrangements. You watch as they bend their, their bodies in ways that you thought would never be possible. Um, but they're creating these beautiful shapes and now a light is shining on the shapes and behind them you see the shadow of a swan um, that they're creating just with, uh, just with their bodies. Um, and other, other images appear and this goes on for, for some time um, until uh, at last they've, they've come to the conclusion of their act and um, everybody is kind of stunned and it takes a moment but there's like one person starts clapping and then everybody takes up and there's a loud cheer as um as sebastian steps back into the ring and nim Finn, and lo um exit <clears throat> uh sebastian says the Farkovian wastes might be the very last place in the Dawnlands that you would expect to find so nimble and full of delight, a man. And yet, on the windswept barren plains of that foul continent is indeed where I came to know Brax the Bold. And at this moment, uh, a Goliath, huge, um, probably three feet taller than, uh, than Juniper, uh, man steps into the ring. He's got tattoos that kind of curl down his bald head and down his shirtless body. They seem to cover his en entire form. Um, but interestingly, he's, he, he doesn't have this like intimidating presence. He's, um, he's got this smile that's painted onto his face as if in clown makeup. And um, he walks out and kind of like buffoons around and does like a little uh, little pratfall onto the ground and everybody's, you know, the, the kids especially are, are starting to laugh now. And um, at one point, uh, a unicycle descends from the middle of the, the ring and he, he kind of puzzles with it for a moment before like sitting on it and falling forward onto his face and then sitting on it falling back and everybody's laughing now. But now he's actually up on the unicycle and he's, you know, kind of doing one of these numbers as he rocks back and forth, but he seems to have it under control. And now he's doing a lap around the ring as people are kind of delighted. And he, he pulls a, a flower out and, and flicks it into the, the crowd and, and then comes back into the, the middle of the ring. Uh, he begins juggling balls. He pulls these three balls out uh, from, from seemingly nowhere. He doesn't seem to have pockets, but just they're in his hand. And he starts juggling as he's on the, the unicycle and um, he, uh, oh, sorry, okay. Um, he's juggling, and you know people are kind of oohing and awing, like okay, like light, light applause, and then um, three uh, halflings come into the ring, and they're each holding a, a sword, and um, while he's juggling, one of them throws the sword up in the air, and uh, he 
catches it in stride, and now he's he's juggling three balls and one sword. And while he's doing this, one of the halflings holds up a piece of, of leather, and the other halfling takes the sword and cuts straight through it without much effort, as if to, to display the, the sharpness of the blade, and throws the blade up, and now he's juggling all of these at the same time, and, and finally the third blade goes in, and he's juggling these, and uh, you can see like this this um, panicked expression very overdone on his face as he's like, you know, and, uh, and he drops a ball and, and watches it fall, but he's still juggling, and everybody's like, ooh, you know, ah. And, um, and finally, he, he's juggling, and one of the, one of the um, uh, halflings comes over and, and holds his hand out as if he's going to catch one of the balls, and uh, he, he drops one of the swords, and the halfling like, gets out of the way just in time before it hits him. He throws the, the sword back up, and this time he, he drops the ball, and the halfling catches the ball. And they're, he's juggling and juggling, and um, the halfling holds the ball back up to, to have him add it back into the, you know, the plethora of things that are in the air, and he reaches down and grabs the halfling's hair and throws the halfling into the air, and now, <laughs> now the halfling is up in the air, and just, <laughs> every, now everybody's getting very excited because there's a halfling just flying around, and all of a sudden, you know, another halfling is up in the air, and by the end of the act, he's literally juggling halflings and swords oh and balls, um, and, it, you know, eventually the the uh, act comes to a conclusion and everybody's safe. The halflings land on the ground and catch the swords out of the air and bow and everybody. (laughs) Um, Sebastian steps back into the ring. The people of Farthing Reach are a quiet folk, but their heroic deeds stretch far into the past. Before the invasion by the Empire, they were a peaceful and quiet folk. (laughs) But their ongoing resistance to the occupation has awoken the once sleeping tiger spirit of their people. Light of foot and strong of heart, their shadow warriors work even today to thwart the schemes of the Emperor, striving in hope for the day that their people will once again taste freedom. Um, and at this point, you see that while he's been talking, the, the light has kind of zeroed in on him again, but as it expands, you see now trapeze set up on either side and these high-flying acrobatics as halflings, um, some of the, the same ones that were in the last act, are swinging back and forth and doing acrobatic stunts. Um, eventually, uh, you know, they're doing flips and tricks, and, and each stunt is better than the last, and you see that a net has spread out below them, um, but at a certain point, that net gets pulled away as the tricks get harder and harder, and now there's a gasp as uh, these halflings are flying through the air and with nothing but the other person on the other side just to catch their fingertips and, and keep them uh, in, you know, in flight. Um, somebody roll a d20. See as the as the crowd quiets and the the uh, music kind of fades into a, um, a moment of anxiety with kind of a drum roll going. You see one of the half, halflings step to the edge, and now he's on a shorter a shorter trapeze, and you can tell that uh, he's going to swing and try and make it all the way across the, the biggest gap yet. He rolled a twelve. Twelve. So. As he does a triple backflip and goes to grab the hands of the other halfling that's that's there to catch him, he 
just misses the fingertips and everybody <gasps> takes a gasp as this halfling starts plummeting towards the ground. However, at the last moment, you see that there is uh, there are two Goliaths, one that you saw in the last act and, and another that are holding uh, like a, a, um, a canvas cloth side by side and they, they kind of run and position themselves and catch the halfling at the very last second and there's a collective oh. sigh of relief and they they kind of whip out the, the fabric and he goes up and then he comes back down and he goes higher and comes back down until he, the last time he flies up into the air and catches the hands of the the other uh, trapeze artist and um, they continue to do death-defying stunts until their act is done. <clears throat> so, as the evening wears on, Sebastian introduces many more enchanting acts, including an orc beast tamer, a gnomish dulcimer player, and a martial arts performance from the highlands of Algonth. Weaving stories of their homelands and captivating and delighting the audience. The final act comes, and you watch as the lights dim until nothing of the tent can be seen apart from the very middle of the ring, illuminated in cool blue light. Um, a small hole opens in the floor, and you see, at first, the uh, the head, very large head, serpentine, of a massive snake, kind of slithering up out of the the floor in the center of the ring, and um, there is a a mutual gasp as it passes around the crowd. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything stopping the beast from crawling over the low wall that divides the ring from the crowd, and it begins to slither towards the edge in your direction, as it's, you see now, probably, like, in girth, the, the size of Tupelo. Um, this is a massive snake. If it, if it coiled its way around the ring, it would probably go halfway around easily in length. Um, as it gets close to the edge, people in front of you start to, to back away instinctively. Um, and uh, there's this moment of anxiety as people don't know what to do. There's, um, you know, people looking over their, their uh, shoulders as if, like, is anybody seeing this? Is this supposed to be a part of the act? And, you know, as people jump and almost start to leave, a single note rings out across the room and everything slows down. Um, a light catches a beautiful figure clothed in a red silk dress that now descends from above the ring as if levitating down. Her dark hair is pulled up into a bun and it's held together with two long ivory hairpins, a few loose strands dangling elegantly at the sides of her face. Her voice carries as she sings in this operatic tone, and it seems to come from the ground, from the tent, from the people beside you. It's the saddest song that you've ever heard in your life. 
and yet it fills you with warmth. It's the cosmos. It's the cosmos. You have whispers there, right? <laughs> As every note tells a story of its own. While she sings, every eye of the audience is trained on the giant python, and you see it start to sway rhythmically, no longer concerned with what's outside of the ring, uh, no longer baring its teeth. It begins to slowly encircle the singer as she kind of lands gently on the ground in the center of the ring. Um, And it lifts its head and rests it on her outstretched arm. This massive head, the head itself is, you know, the size of the singer. And it just seems to be docilely lying there. Um, the, the python slides back to the floor and slowly slithers back into its hole and the singer steps back to the edge of the ring continuing her enchanting melody the colorful lanterns start to glow in rhythm with the song until your world is one of color and music only Unexpected, uh, unexpectedly several lamps illuminate just above the crowd. But these are different. They don't seem to be the same lanterns, as if a clear sphere were set ablaze in blue flames. The crowd gasps in delight as the spheres begin to pop into view all around the tent, hovering just inches out of reach of the guests, until dozens float around the tent. Let's have everybody make perception checks. Okay. Turn. Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Um, Yoden, you um, you notice there. Um, while the guests find this delightful, you catch the sight of the sing- uh, the sight of the face of the singer. Uh, a look of worry is on her face as she continues to sing. And her eyes are kind of darting between these blue lights that have just appeared in the tent. Um, Several other cast members are making their way slowly towards the stands, trying to be inconspicuous, and it doesn't seem like anybody else is aware of them, but as you look around, you see that they have weapons in their hands. The wisps of light suddenly begin to move, all hovering slightly above the crowd until they begin... Uh, to converge on the center of the ring where the singer once stood but has since backed away from. Um, They begin glowing larger and brighter as they coalesce into one huge glowing ball. Um, And everyone is silent around you, but you begin to hear voices, faint at first like children giggling, but growing louder and louder in your mind until a cacophony of noise envelops you all. Um, you see a figure step into the ring. Red suit, black tie, horns. Sebastian himself is moving towards that glowing ball of light in the middle. Make a perception check again. 22. 13. 6. You're trained. He's trained on. 
again, now aware of what's happening around you, you, you notice that as he steps into the ring, there's several arms that are trying to pull him back, but he's moving past them and slips out of their way, um, kind of glides out of their reach. A look of sheer wonder and amazement is painted on his face as he tentatively steps towards the glowing mass, his arm outstretched, and right before he touches the orb, the light goes out in complete darkness takes the tent. When your eyes adjust and light seems to grow back out into the room, Sebastian is gone, and so are the lights. There's a short silence, and then the tension that held the room bursts, and the crowd erupts into applause and whistles at this vanishing act to conclude the carnival. There's just this cacophony of clapping and whistling and noise. Everybody is uh, on their feet as the rest of the, the cast comes back into the center of the room. The three of you probably don't notice, probably most people don't notice, but since you're noticing these things, there's some looks of confusion on the, the cast as they kind of take their space in the ring and, and kind of bow. And um, before you know it, the, the flap of the tent is open and people are starting to file their way out of the main event. Oh, Jotun, what, what a magnificent thing to see. I'm so glad we got to see this. Yeah, it was um... Man, that was amazing, but there's something wrong here. They don't look right. You know what I mean? Ooh. I've been sensing something wrong. Something right up there. They were getting darty eyed and I think we should uh, go talk to Quadrina and see if we can figure out. Did you see her during the performance? I didn't look for her. I was caught up in the whole thing. That it was, was oh, me too. I mean we can talk about it real quick. That was incredible. Oh. As people are kind of pushed past past you, yeah. pushing past you, you can hear like, um, you know, all sorts of clamor of excited voices. Can you believe that the part where, you know, the most exciting thing, you know, there's just like everybody is very excited. People seem to be thrilled with the performance, and they're kind of pushing past you on their way out out of the tent. Um, Yoden's dealing with a mix of like, it's the best storytelling he's ever heard, and he's very excited to it been witness to it but he's also very concerned for the people on stage and he wants to find quadrina and he's like telling you guys kind of all the stuff he was noticing like they were being weird i didn't feel right all that stuff and going around like out to the front looking for quadrina kind of in a hurry okay um to the front of like where the stage is or outside where she's ushering people out so looking back in that direction you don't see her immediately but I'm assuming, are you following the crowd out? Um, does it look like it's going to be a wait, like trying to get out through the crowd, or is it? I mean, people are filing out pretty efficiently. Okay. Uh, I want to look back toward the stage and kind of see if I can pick up on anything else that's happening. Sure, make a perception check. Nine. Nine. Um, as you look back towards the stage after you've had this conversation, the only thing you notice is that nobody's there anymore. Like, they came for their curtain call and they're gone. Uh, I'm going to go out and look for Quadrina. All right. As you guys kind of push your way, filing out with the, the crowd, um, the that sense of excitement that's surrounding you, and now the you're out on the lawn, and the lawn is relit. 
Um, you see that that the uh, the lanterns that were illuminating all of the the tents and stalls have kind of hemmed into like one path that leads down the middle of the lawn towards the exit, and there are uh, cast members stationed kind of along the way that are that are kind of like ushering people along, um, and you do notice uh, as you're kind of you know 15 feet away from the the main flap of the tent, you you see Quadrina. That familiar face covered in geometric geometric makeup mm. um, is there, and uh, since Yoden alerted you all to it, uh, anybody that wants to can make an insight check as you see her and what she's doing. Oh Ten. gosh, yeah, twenty. Twenty. Eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Ten. You said. Okay. The two of you uh, pick up on. Uh, a sense of anxiety and fear on her face as she's like very trying to be professional and like ushering people along but she keeps looking around and kind of looking to other people as as if trying to get a a cue as to how to handle this situation whatever just happened and um, people are filing out none the wiser most people are just super stoked about the performance that they just saw um that's Tupelo. <laughs> <laughs> Including Tupelo. Tupelo is just, yeah, hi, okay. Um, she, um, yeah, so she's she's ushering people out. Before we get to her, I don't know if we're allowed to, like, ask you a clarifying question of, like, what exactly you saw. Like, I think I'm a little confused. Like, so the cast members have weapons? Yeah, but that's what I saw. Were they? Singers freaking out. He walked up the orb. She was darting around the blue lights, and they had weapons coming. What do out. you think that they were like? Were they protecting themselves against something? Do you think, or like, tra- like getting ready to attack something? Yeah, I couldn't tell. Okay. Was, they looked more worried than anything. Was something not uh, part of the act? Well, sometimes you watch a show and you think, "Oh yeah, that was that was meant to be." Story flowed. Everything was right. Tonight, felt like there's a change of plans in the middle of it. I want to walk up to Quadrina. Okay. Yes. Unless you have other questions. No. I just um, want to figure that out. I shall be like, hey, uh, we're hoping to go backstage and see Sebastian. You can tell, like, she's uh, very uncomfortable. Um, I. Um, uh, Let me stop you there. What what happened over there? Let's let's talk over here. Yeah. And she kind of waves you over away from the the rest of the crowd that's filing out. All right. Um, she leads you to um, a campfire. Uh, you you follow her, and she meanders through some of these tents that have been tucked in the back, so that they can't be seen, but now you're seeing like some people moving around and, and in some of the the tents you see like, you know, beds and cots and, um, this seems to be like the, the, where the cast lives. Tent city. Um, yes, the tent city. Um, and she kind of weaves her way through this, uh, tent city in, into like right to the edge of the, 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 um, Greywood. Um, and there's a, there's several fires that have been lit. Um, interestingly, not many people there, but this does feel like, oh, this is where 
the cast party would be or like the backstage or whatever you know um and mm. she leads you to one of these fires and there's logs that kind of surround it and she she sits down just kind of um her you can see now her hands are shaking a little bit and uh she looks up to you and she says um I'm so so sorry, but I, I don't think that our meeting with Sebastian is going to happen tonight. Wow, what happened? What happened? You said we could talk to him. I was real excited about it. Uh, I, I know, and I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint. Um, nobody has seen him since the last act. It seems as though Either he had a trick planned that the rest of us were unaware of, or... I, I don't know. I don't know what. So what do y'all do now? You got big family, community, taking care of each other. Well, I mean, and she kind of points around, and now you see, like, the comings and goings. There's people that are just kind of, like, looking in every tent. Um, this... The cast that you saw um, in the show is only the tip of the iceberg, and now you see tons of people. You know, this veritable city of people that are out um, scouting. Some of them have lanterns, some of them have torches. You hear calls of Sebastian um, kind of ringing out around. Um, people seem to be in a, in a panic right now. You mentioned that you all had weapons during the show. What was that about exactly? Well, um... She takes a deep breath. The... Blue lights, I'm sure you saw them. Those weren't a part of the act. We don't know what they are or where they're coming from, but... Uh, people have been going missing the past few weeks, and we think that they may have something to do with it. The blue lights are always there when someone goes missing. Well, we don't know exactly, but the last person that went missing was a, a small boy. Um, his name was Ember. He... Witnesses said that um, they saw a, a glowing blue orb floating near the wood, and, well, Ember ran into the woods following it, and he hasn't been seen since. That was four days ago now. So when Sebastian went into the middle of the ring and reached out for the light, that wasn't a part of the act. No, I think he was, I'm not sure, maybe curious or trying to treat with it or understand what was happening. He knows better than all of us the problems that we've been having. and He looked real happy to see it. Well, he looked so confident. Maybe he was just looking for another adventure. Hmm. Well, what can we do to help? She kind of snaps back to reality for a minute. She was kind of lost, staring at the fire. I, I don't know what we're going to do without Sebastian. The whole community hinges on him and his leadership. I think we're going to have to find him. We can help you, right? Of course. We'll find him. Okay. Um, that would be great. Um, uh, wait right here. Um, I need to 
make sure that the guests are, are gone and then I'll check in with whoever's in charge or try and figure out who's doing what and um, I'll come back. And she like kind of nervously stands up and runs back towards the, the lawn. As she starts to run, I say, hey, it's going to be okay. Make a, make a persuasion check. So, and she turns and, and goes. <clears throat> so, so here we are together. Sir, um, as the the fire crackles, um, you feel MT kind of like, like kind of rub up against your neck. She's been on your on your backpack the whole time, just kind of perched. <laughs> you don't even notice her anymore. I very much keep forgetting I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad soon. Wait till she finds out you have a cat feeder for a hat that can just produce <gasps> mice whenever right. you want. Oh my gosh, that's a good point. <laughs> these these um, voices and yelling are, are kind of dispersing. You know, they're getting further back into the tent city away from where you are now. It seems like this area has been searched and people are, are moving further in, um, just checking every nook and cranny to see if perhaps... He's there. Yeah. What if we go uh, check the stage where the light was when we last saw him? See okay. if there's something there, a trap door or something. Knowing what we know now and thinking back on what we experienced, is there any way that we can tell, like, the cacophony of voices? Was that not a part of it? Like, can we decipher what was and wasn't yeah. supposed to happen? Putting the story together, um, let's see... Anybody that wants to, if you guys are talking about this collectively, you can make a, an intelligence check. At disadvantage. For you. And me. Why? Because we're Mary. Oh, that's right. We're one away from Yeah, Pippin. you are. 20. 20. Okay. Not helpful. Not helpful. <laughs> I forget. Yeah, this whole time you're kind of swaying a little bit, both of you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, this woke me up a little bit, just like heightened senses, sober you up a little bit, but yeah. definitely yeah. still Mary. 20, yeah, you think back to that final scene, and like at the in the moment, it was enrapturing. It was like, what are we gonna see? At first, there's a giant snake, and then there's this beautiful lady that's singing and charming the snake, and and then there's these lights that are appearing, and like that's the moment where it starts to switch in your mind. And you're like, okay, um, if what Yoden is saying is correct, that's when people started getting ner- nervous, and then they all seem to converge and when they did we were hearing voices that must be a part of what was happening too and um, everything there at the very end of that act seems like okay that probably wasn't meant to be a part of the show we didn't watch Sebastian disappear the lights went off and when they came back on he was gone correct you saw in your memory with your intelligence check you saw him his arm outstretched and like when it was just an inch away um, this this look of like wonder and amazement on his face, like there was this bright flash of light that kind of, kind of blinded everyone, and then it was dark. Mm-hmm. And like as your as your senses came back to you, all you saw was an empty ring. Well, y'all want to go check the stage, the last place we yeah. saw. Him? 
Um, Ellery, make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Um, it'd be that plus, so, 15. Okay. Um, you hear a giggle <laughs> coming from the edge of the wood. And when you look in that direction, a blue light has appeared. It's just hovering there. I would tell you guys that, right? If that's something I'm allowed to do. Sure. As the three of you look over towards it, it disappears. And a few seconds later, 15 feet closer to you. Just hovering there. Uh, you go check that out? Nobody oh. touch it. No. Does it, um... It disappears. It reminds me of um, when we had the stone and... It's now uh, probably 20 feet away and MT's gone. Yeah, throw the cat at it. No way! Absolutely. Sacrificial. <laughs> you think so? No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. Now it's like 10 feet away Should from Should we run room. away from Yoden is going to... MT kind of... And it... Would you say there's a creature? Kind of jumps down off of you and starts patting its way towards it. It disappears. Now it's five feet away from where... Away from where it was. Oh, really? and, oh. Further away. Uh-huh. Okay. And MT is like, kind of like creeping up on it. Would you say that we see a creature? Um, make a. Make an intelligence check. Another intelligence check at disadvantage. Two. 14? Hold this. Um. You're kind of looking at this thing and like, um, is it a creature? It does seem to have like some sort of will of its own. It seems to be like interacting with you in some way. It's reacting to what you're doing, but is it a creature? I... Okay, so I'm gonna cast a spell. Okay. Command. Okay. And I'm gonna say, halt. Okay. Target doesn't move and takes no actions. It's a what can I say? Mm, wisdom. Just double check the stats on a will o' wisp. There, are there any specifications on what the target of that spell needs to be? Life like creature. Okay. No language or anything, right? You speak one more command to a creature you can see within range. Okay. Uh, there's there's another line in that. Um, Am I? Uh, oh, the language. And, well, there's and some other death. stuff too. Yep, um, so right. it blinks out and then appears five feet away, and now MT is lunging into action and it starts chasing and and now that orb is floating into the wood as you watch mistletoe dart after it and it's 
pulling it deeper into the woods. Oh golly. Good's gonna chase it. I'm yeah, gonna, and I'm that's gonna... where we'll leave it oh, until my next gosh. year. <laughs>